Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. Here we go on the last Football Friday edition of the year. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, General Bobby Carpenter, out in Oklahoma, doing a nice little tour out at some Army bases. I'm shooting a big, gigantic, like, Gatling gun yesterday. We got our good friend Austin Ward with us, and of course, our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. Hey, Ward Sports, happy Friday to you, buddy. Thanks for the time, as always. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you. Happy Friday, indeed, but it it sounds sad when you describe it as the last football Friday of the year. The final one. I mean, goodness. Well, I don't, I don't like to think about it in those terms. It's it's half full, right? We've got one more huge game to go. Technically, it's the first football Friday of the year. Mm. Not really. But it's one of the first football Fridays of the year. But it is the last of the 23-24 season. I can tell you don't celebrate spring ball. I do celebrate spring ball. They're just, it's uh, like the price is, not the price is right. It's like whose line is it anyways, where the points are meaningless. Can it be football Fridays for like the USFL, XFL, whatever the heck they're calling that this yeah, spring? sure. All right, let's go. There's more football you Fridays coming. You hear that coming. marketing team? Get on it. <laughs> let's Sell get that it. sucker. Sell that, baby. Come on. Let's dive in. How was your Thursday, buddy? Pretty good? Excellent. I got to start it by coming in here to the morning juice. Oh, yeah. That gets the day rolling. Uh, head home. Recover. A little bit. I don't. I am. I tip my hat to you, gentlemen, doing this five days a week. Today feels a lot easier than yesterday. Yep. And a lot more excited heading into the weekend. But you know, just hanging out and building into the evening, watching the Rock slap Cody Rhodes in the evening in the Las Vegas press conference, just to get into the you know it's the road to WrestleMania. Yep. So you know a lot. That's the only quote unquote sports I watched yesterday. I thought Roman Reigns. Uh, he was there, wasn't he? Yesterday? He was Roman and Seth Rollins, and then. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. And it was weird. I was like, why are they doing this? Obviously, they're taking advantage of all the media being in town in Las Vegas. They're flying them out there. And like, I don't know if they've changed plans or what. I know everybody's tuning in to the Morning Juice in Columbus to listen to my takes on WrestleMania press conferences. That's what we're going to do for the next three Fantasy hours. booking, but it sure seems like. I mean, they, Cody Rhodes is back in the main event of WrestleMania. A man that we're going to talk to at 733, he's going with me. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yes, Cody Rhodes is calling into the show. All right, perfect. I didn't um, know that. Bill Landis, okay. <laughs> who is replacing me at 733. He and I are going to Philadelphia for WrestleMania in April. So that's why they're, it's, it's front of mind that the, Cody Rhodes is now back in the main event with Roman Reigns. Good. I'm glad you had a good, good time doing that last night. I'm glad you're hyped about that. Matty Ice was at the presser. Did he go? Uh, he did. I was seeing Instagram uh, pictures as those guys uh, finish up Radio Road today uh, out there in Las Vegas. Saw that he was out there. He was getting real pumped about it. He's a big WWE fan. Uh, so he was having a great time with it. Thursday for me was pretty good. Been battling this, like, I don't know, weird, I think it's hot, hot and cold uh, weather, like head syndrome, yeah. where it feels like my throat has just been full of razor blades all week. Gotta love that. So that that's pretty good. Um so went home yesterday. Our our babysitter was sick yesterday morning. So like Meredith had to go home. She came home for an hour and then I got home and then, you know, we basically baby swapped. Like she goes to work and then I watched, watched the little dude. She had ski club last night. It was like 55 degrees out. Perfect skiing conditions. Absolutely. Uh, up north. Uh, that's what they, you're begging for. Oh, of course it is. And uh, so that was pretty good. Just hung out with the dudes yesterday. Went on a nice walks. Beautiful day. Uh, outside so pretty solid little day uh did watch a little bit of the nfl honors how about the buckeyes and the browns just racking and stacking cj offensive rookie of the year cam hayward walter payton man of the year 
Randy Gratishar, tip your cap to him. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. That was pretty unbelievable to see. Uh, Lamar Jackson winning the MVP for the second time. He's one of 11 players uh, in NFL history to back his second one. Run CMC. Christian McCaffrey is going to be on full display coming up here on Sunday during the Super Bowl winning Offensive Player of the Year. And then the Browns also racking and stacking. Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. Joe Flacco, Comeback Player of the Year. Kevin Stefanski, Coach of the Year. And then Jim Schwartz, Assistant Coach of the Year. Starting with that top one with the Offensive Rookie of the Year, what a fantastic season for C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And, and just, I, <laughs> I think back to this time, it was so obvious, I think. Now, we watch every single throw that C.J. Stroud made yeah. in college. Yep. But especially, like, I remember going about this time to Indianapolis for the Combine, like seeing Bryce Young again up close and phys- like him trying to add on water weight to fool people with how he was stacking up physically. I'm like, how on earth could you put C.J. Stroud next to Bryce Young, even if you removed all the film and all of the ball placement specialist throws and be like, you know what? Give me that little guy over there, number one. Forget C.J. Stroud. I, I've, I just never, ever understood it. And the Panthers are paying the price, and the Texans are rolling into the future, and Ohio State continues its Rookie of the Year dynasty. And nobody's Six doing out of the eight last year. Nobody's right? doing any better. That developed here thing is actually like you, the proof is out there. It, that is... That is not lip service. No, it is not. And uh, I'll tell you why. S2 cognition test. Oh, that's it. That's why. Yeah. Uh, with CJ. So we got an awesome program lined up for you here. Um, Vrabes, back in the Big Ten. We'll get into that coming up here in our next segment. Break down a little more of the NFL honors coming up as well. Lee Sterling at ParamountSports.com. He's going to navigate us through Super Bowl Sunday. Which side of the chalk do we want to be on? Some fun prop bets with Lee. Uh, and then the Super Bowl winner coming up here at 635 with him. 735, you mentioned it. Bill Landis, he's going to fill in for you. 720 this morning, Jackets insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join the program. Jackets back after a nice little 10-day layoff at home tomorrow against the Lightning. Uh, so we'll check in with Jeff at 720 this morning. And then Bob and I actually checked in with AJ before he left for Vegas a little bit earlier on in the week. So... Me, Bob, AJ, we will get to listen to that all together as one collective group Mm. at 8.35 here a little bit later on this morning. Before we get into anything else today, it is Friday, the 9th day of February 2024. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Mark the Shark. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, Professor Shark Levy. Okay, Jim, here we go. (laughs) Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Jim. Super Bowl Friday. It is February the 9th, and back in 1540, way back in 1540, the first recorded Horse race oh. happened in England. It was held at Chester Racecourse, which is still in operation nice. nearly 500 years later. Uh, I couldn't find out who won that first horse race, or at least the first recorded horse race. Do they have live betting on that? I bet they probably did. If it happened in England, you know there was gambling involved. February 9th, 1773, William Henry Harrison was born in Virginia. He would go on to become our ninth president, albeit for only 32 days back in 1841. In the 1824 presidential election, I'm going to educate you a little bit here. A candidate needed 131 of the 261 electoral votes to be elected. Andrew Jackson got 99, John Quincy Adams 84, William Crawford 41, and Henry Clay 37. So... The vote went to the U.S. House. Now, Jackson had gotten more than 153,000 popular votes. Adams 
less than 109,000. So Jackson seemed like the obvious choice. But, folks, it's politics. And on this date, February 9th, 1925, the House went with Adams, which was a controversial choice. So John Quincy Adams became our sixth president, even though Andrew Jackson had way more popular votes and way more electoral votes. But uh, Andrew, he got the last laugh four years later in the 1828 presidential election. He received more than twice as many electoral votes as Adams, who finished as a one-term president. And that's the only... There's never been any controversy about an election since then. <laughs> no. no, there hasn't. That's the that's only, why it stands out. only election to go... Uh, to the House. To the House, correct? I think that's right, Beam, but I'm not going to stick... The pr- you're yeah. the president overseer here. Uh, you know, uh, I know one I guess, went to the Supreme Court. Yeah. I was going to say Bush and Kerry, they went to the... Or Bush and Gore went to the Supreme Court. Hanging chads, man. Hanging chads down there in Florida. It was very cold on this date in 1934. New York City reached 14 degrees below zero. That still is the coldest day ever recorded in the Big Apple. On that same day, the temperature dipped to 51 degrees below zero in Mm. Vanderbilt, Michigan, which is still a state record. And uh, I probably should add this for Austin's sake, that exactly one year earlier, February 9th, 1933, the thermostat read minus 63 degrees in Moran, Wyoming. Mm. Cowboy tough. That is also a state record. Hold back in 34. Do you know where Moran is? I've Yeah. I've touched every part of that state, Sharky. Do you think that it ever got to like 20 below when you lived there? Without question. Yeah, it's uh, it was just tougher in my day. Yeah, <laughs> and, and now people were tougher. Now it's sixty <laughs> degrees and sunny. Yeah, in February. Yeah. No figure. Mm-hmm. Go outside in Wyoming, you're going to freeze your watch. call it off <laughs> on a Sunday night, February 9th, nineteen sixty four. Sixty years ago today, the Beatles appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. Seventy three million Americans watched. Their live U.S. television debut, the band opened with this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, live from New York, the Ed Sullivan Show. And now, here he is, Ed Sullivan. Let's go, Ed. Come on, Ed. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, something the very nice happened, and the Beatles got a great kick out of it. Just received a wire, they did, from Elvis Presley and Colonel Tom Parker, wishing them a tremendous success in our country. I think that was very, very nice. Well, they had success. Ladies and gentlemen, a little. The Beatles! Let's- They were high and tight right here. Oh, yeah. Then they got all strung out on drugs. Long-haired hippies. They had really nice haircuts and three-piece suits, ties. Looked really nice. Uh, 1985, Madonna's album, Like a Virgin, hits number one and would stay there for three weeks. We'll hear from her in just a minute. On November 7th, 1991, Magic Johnson stunned the country by announcing he was retiring from the NBA after testing positive for HIV. But despite not playing that season... Fans voted Johnson as a starter to the All-Star game. Yep. 
So on February 9th, 1992, 32 years ago today, Magic returned to play in the All-Star Game in Orlando. He played 29 minutes, collected 25 points, 9 assists, and was named the game's MVP. And that summer, Magic would come back again to play on the USA's Dream Team in the Summer Olympics. Paul Tagliabue retired as NFL Commissioner in 2006. That's when Roger Goodell took over. But before retiring, Tagliabue decided to have a weekly Sunday night football game. The contract went to NBC, and on this date in 2006, it was announced that Al Michaels and John Madden were leaving ABC's Monday Night Football to broadcast NBC's Sunday Night Football. Nine years ago today, 2015, Beamer's favorite movie of all time, Fifty Shades of Grey, yes. is released. It is a pretty good movie. How many times do <laughs> you think you've seen it, Beamer? A uh, few. Yeah, I've seen the whole sequence a few times. And then <laughs> eight years ago today, the New Hampshire primary was held. Donald Trump won 35% of the vote on the Republican side with Ohio's John Kasich getting 16%. For the Democrats, Bernie Sanders picked up 60% of the vote to Hillary Clinton's 38%. Uh, birthdays today, the great singer-songwriter Carol King. Let me get uh, Madonna on here before I forget. Uh, the great singer-songwriter Carol King is 82 today. Her Tapestry album in 1971 became the biggest-selling album ever at that time. Actor Joe Pesci is 81 today. You remember him from My Cousin Vinny and Goodfellas. Uh, this is from Lethal Weapon 2. Leo Getz. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's me, Leo Getz. Whatever you need, Leo Getz. You get it? <laughs> I use that all the time to break the ice when I meet people. You know, it's good. Sure you guys are cops or what? You know, watch how you treat me, and you know? I'm a witness for the state. Star witness. State in the room. We're going to take that room over there. Actually, I already have my stuff in this room. I mean, you know, when I, uh... Okay, it's yours, okay? My stuff's gone. I'm going to move it in the small room, okay? I mean, I'm the smallest guy here. I'll take the small room. <laughs> okay, come on. He's a, he's a maniac. He, he didn't uh, cut up any good fellas. I don't think there's a long enough sequence I, without cussing. I tried that. There's you can't. Too many f bombs. Yeah. I'm funny. Funny how they, they always used how. to show every time Wyoming played Utah. They would at some point they would just as a key point in the game. Like they would key up my cousin Vinny. A Ute. What's a Ute? <laughs> Ute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, birthdays. Author Alice Walker, who wrote the color purple. She's 80. Former Phillies. Slugger John Cruck is 63. Baseball Hall of Famer Vladimir Guerrero is 48. And the Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan, celebrating number 37 today. And that's what I have for you, He's gentlemen. He's not the Black Panther, in Shark. the Black Panther. He's not? Chadwick no. Boseman was the Black Panther. He's Killmonger. Oh, He's the, the oh bad gosh. guy in the Black that's Panther right. movies. That's right. That's <laughs> right. My bad. That's what I have for you on this ninth day of February. Did you do your balance test today? I, you know, I just, <laughs> I remember the movie, and I, just off the top of my head, I was trying to think of something he was in. Chadwick Boseman That's right. is the black man. Yes, who also played uh, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest yep. in peace, for sure. Um, newly minted free agent, Mike Vrabel. He's going to be spending some time hanging out around one team of the Big Ten. Unfortunately for us... Don't think that's going to be here in Columbus. Get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. 
Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now across our central Ohio roadways, we are not tracking any major problem spots. Starting to see traffic pick up on 33 westbound coming in from the Canal Winchester area. Also on 71 as you're coming into the Columbus Metro in those southbound lanes. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. All right, Super Bowl coming up here in a couple of days. Congratulations. Happy Super Bowl week to all of you that celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like us, Super Bowl Sunday, it's all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel, they got so many ways for you to end the season with a dub, or one, or two, or three, or 12, or... 28, like Shark's going to do. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, you got the Niners, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. We'll lock in our picks at the end of the show, tell you which way that we're thinking on this bad boy. Anytime touchdown scores, is there going to be a specialty touchdown, defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown, over-under receiving yards, rushing mm. yards, Chris McCaffrey, all kinds of good stuff in there for you, Shark. Yeah, I like uh, same-game parlays. Get uh, three or four bets in there, like uh, Kittle to score a touchdown, Kelsey to score a touchdown, or McCaffrey to score a touchdown. All three of them score for me. I'm going to win a lot of money. Mm. So uh, new customers, join today. We are exactly two and a half days away from kickoff. That is 60 hours, and you need to get in there so you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Juice to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Juice. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and older and present in Ohio. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Talked a little bit about this off the jump street, but I uh, had the NFL honors last night. Big time Buckeye uh, night. Big time Browns night, really, uh, as well. CJ, Offensive Rookie of the Year. That is now six out of the last eight years that an Ohio State player has won either Offensive Rookie of the Year or Defensive Rookie of the Year. You think Mark Pantone and Ryan Day can do anything with that? I think uh, they're pretty good at what they do. Yeah, it's it's a remarkable tribute to the program. Yeah. And I think this comes up a lot. Well, how can you use that? You're gonna it's a it's a self sustaining prophecy at this point, and everybody involved deserves credit for it because it's not just happening exclusively at quarterback. It's happening on both sides of the football. It's happening at, in the trenches. It's happening. Yeah. At cornerback, I mean, secondaries, yeah, I mean, receivers it's happening all over the field for Ohio State. So, you know what? Everybody gets a little piece of that. Different position coaches, uh, and then Mickey Marotti continuing to develop bodies that are ready to go handle the NFL rigors. I mean, it's Ohio State has that part going, and I think you're starting to see some of that with the success recruiting the South, uh, and certainly that Ohio State's been a national brand for a long time. But I think people understand now, play, younger players understand better than ever like if you're gonna get to the nfl Ohio State can get you there but they also get you ready for it uh the proof is out there and you have to play at some point in cold weather if you get to the nfl yeah. so uh all that stuff i think is trending in the right direction plus nil and all the other things but the way that those guys are cashing it in once they get to the next level is is very impressive it really is uh great honor bestowed upon cam hayward walter payton man of the year i mean that's terrific that's as high of an honor that you're going to get uh, across the nfl it's also one of the best logos that we've got too it's, like it the sure jersey, is the jersey patch is uh, pretty terrific so excited to see that on cam uh, for next year and then randy gratishar elected to the pro football hall of fame uh last night so he's going to be enshrined coming up here this summer and i you know i was reading the uh, press release from jerry uh here when i woke up this morning 
Um, pretty unbelievable stuff that Randy Gratishar did in his career, not only here at Ohio State, but of course the Denver Broncos leads that fr- proud, proud franchise in tackles. Um, over two thousand, over two thousand tackles for him uh, across the NFL, which is pretty terrific. Um, Shark, can you name the last Buckeye to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You're also oh. our, you're pre- our presidential historian. You're also our Buckeye historian. <laughs> would that be Chris Carter? That would not be Chris Carter. There was one more after that, more huh? recently than Chris Carter. Carter went in in twenty thirteen. Oh, it, uh, oh, twenty thirteen. I don't remember. Was Orlando after that? Orlando was after that. Okay. That was your last one in 2016. What now, took so long? Right. Yeah. What yeah. are we What are we talking about here? Well, he did play for the Bears for a year. Uh, he played for one year in 2009, and then he was done. But yeah. Um, and I was also reading this. I had no idea that Ed Sable was a student athlete here at Ohio State. None. I had no no idea that the founder and president of NFL Films, who gives us such bangers uh, with the NFL Films movie or NFL Films music, this guy, that guy's Buckeye. It's great. Dick LeBeau, developed Airfield, Sid Gilman, Bill Willis, Dante Lavelli, Lou Gross, and Jim Parker. So Buckeye's now up to eleven. Pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. So that was pretty awesome last night watching the NFL honors. Brownies uh, with some big time, too. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. And Jim Schwartz, assistant coach of the year. Mike Vrabel's going back to college. Uh, Luke Fickle was talking to ESPN yesterday, and this caught my attention because we talked about Luke Fickle earlier in the week and how some general managers or some organizations say, this guy's too big, he's too physically imposing, we don't want him <laughs> around our program, he's too mean. Uh, Vrabel, obviously fired by the Titans last month, did not land an NFL job this cycle. Vrabel and Fickle were teammates at Ohio State, coached together there as assistants, we all know that. Uh, here's what Fick said. He said, I love Mike. I want him around as much as possible. I want to see how much he'd like to be around in the spring, and now we're going to go for here, go from there. I talked to him, I think, on Saturday. We hadn't communicated for probably a week or so just because how the process was going. Uh, he sounded like a new man, and I'm not sure exactly if this was his choice or what the future <laughs> looks like, uh, but I know that we're going to have a visitor here, so that's going to spend a little bit of time, hopefully, around us, starting, coming up in the spring, some things like that, see how much, see how deep we can get involved with my buddy and get him around here. That's a... That's a nice piece for Luke Fickle to bring in. Hey, I mean, Ohio State has, is trying to get a second defensive line coach as one of the options out there. Just just splash the cash for Vrabes. Bring him home. I even sound like he's going to get paid for this. It's just kind of just a hanging volu- around. Voluntary position. I'm, now it's I'm like, just picturing... It's like, it's like Bob at the Woody. That's right. Two, two best friends. Hey, Vrabes, can you fly in to Madison and sleep on the couch for a couple days to get sure. out to spring ball? I'm just picturing like the shenanigans with the <laughs> in the house with... Six fickle kids running around. I guess they're not all in the house anymore, but Vrabel crashing out there, getting up early, throwing around the boys, then heading out to watch the Badgers. Hey, those blue-collar corn-fed dudes up in Wisconsin, they're not afraid they're, of another large human being. And if there was a disagreement, Fick against Vrabes in a wrestling match. The lamps are getting, they're crashing all over the place. There's broken glass. Can you imagine, that, like, how stupid is this? Narrative yeah, that Rabel was too big for a head coaching job. It's ridiculous. Are people not intimidated by Andy Reid's size? Right. He's a massive human being. Oh, I'm sorry. Vrabes is all muscle. We can't have that in the building. No. These nerds that are scared of Rabel and won't hire him. He's going to harm a lunch lady. Nerds. What are we doing? What are we doing? So Vrabes is going back to college. Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. He's going to join us to navigate our way through wagering on the Super Bowl next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a happy Friday to you. Right now we are not tracking any trouble spots across central Ohio. Everything looking very good. We are crash free, but starting to see traffic pick up in a couple spots, including on 33 westbound as you approach that 270 loop on the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. Part of your workday is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. This is Morning Juice. Cruising right along here, Football Friday edition of the program. Unfortunately, the last one. Don't worry, it'll be back. Stop calling it that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It'll be back before you know it, though. All right. You got spring football, Austin, coming up here. I mean, then, I mean, we're just going to hit hyperdrive right through the summer. Click our way forward, and then it'll be the Buckeyes' first game uh, before we even realize it. Right now, we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with this guy. Haven't talked to him in quite quite the time. We had a little bowl preview special with him, and then we're bringing him back, bringing the big gun back for the Super Bowl. He is our good friend, Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee, happy Football Friday. Happy Super Bowl week. Good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, I know it's a big one out in Vegas. It just seems correct for the Super Bowl, doesn't it? Well, I was hoping for Detroit and Baltimore, but um, yeah, these are probably the two best teams, but uh, I'm, I'm always into seeing new teams and great stories. I thought Detroit had a great story. thought Baltimore, you know, maybe it was their time, but I was wrong on both accounts. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I yeah. think I had I think I had Baltimore and um I had Baltimore and the Niners, but yeah, I mean I just I guess never wager against Patrick Mahomes, which we'll get to here uh in a yeah. second. Before we get to uh the winner of Super Bowl fifty eight, whether or not Kyle Shanahan can break through uh to the other side during a Super Bowl or whether or not this dynasty is gonna continue uh with the Chiefs. I think a lot of people's favorite thing about the Super Bowl Lee is, you know, Super Bowl squares and you got all the different prop yeah. bets uh and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, what do you have lined up for us on, on the prop bet piece, and what are your some of your, some of your favorites? Okay, so let's look at some player props here, and I think that San Francisco wants to make sure they don't fall behind like they did in the first two games in the playoffs to Green Bay and Detroit, because against Kansas City, but they're probably not coming back. So. With them running the ball, I think, more than normal in the first half, I think you're going to see Debo Samuel do his thing. So he's been hurt. Uh, late in the year, but early in the year, they're giving him the ball three, four times a game. And here's a guy, he can break off a 15, 20, 25, 30 yarder. And he is that dynamic. They have him as the over under rushing yards at 13 and a half. He can do that in one run. So uh, I think there's some value there with Debo Samuel over 13 and a half rushing yards. How about this? The Kansas City Chiefs have not allowed a passer in the modern-day era of passing in the 20 games, 17 in the regular season, three in the playoffs, to throw for not only 300 yards, more than 260 yards. Brock Purdy, under 247.5 passing yards. If they run the ball like I think they will early in the game, and it's more of a defensive struggle, I think under 247 and a half passing yards has some value with Brock Purdy. And then on the other side, Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes, you know, he, he takes his time here. He's not going to turn the ball over normally. And with that being the case, longest completion, 35 and a half yards. I don't think he's got those dynamic receivers on the outside to hit on big, big plays. Go more to Travis Kelsey and his backs. So we'll go with longest completion under 35 and a half yards, but how do you go against Travis Kelsey? I got to go over 70 and a half receiving yards there. Yeah, he's been a machine especially in the playoffs here. Lee, you you when you look at the 
line for this game. You touched on some of the value there with the prop bets. Were you surprised at all that this this line when it opened and it stayed relatively close within a couple points? Did that yeah. shock you at all when it came out? Absolutely. I thought Kansas City should have been a one or two point favorite. You know, this San Francisco team struggled at one time after week five when they dispatched Dallas 42-10 and then they beat uh, Philadelphia 42-19. I thought that they were the best team in football, but not anymore. I mean, Kansas City has figured it out. How about this? In three postseason games, Patrick Mahomes has dropped back to pass 112 times. He has zero interceptions, zero fumbles, and has taken sacks, two of them, for a grand total of minus 11 yards. Wow. You control, you control, and, and you win the turnover battle, you're going to win a lot of games. How do, how do you go against this guy? And also Andy Reid coming off of a bye, 27 and 4, with extra time to prepare. So I give San Francisco credit. They battle back in both games, but I think you've got the best head coach here, Andy Reid, best quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, best defense. Kansas City, you don't know all these names. But they're the number two defense in the NFL. The drafts that they have had the last two, three years have been incredible. And then if it comes down to a kicker, you got Harrison Buckner. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't even come close to hitting, you know, one of the crossbars or or you know, one of the goalposts. I mean there's even how about this? There is a a prop here. They have well either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point at plus 400. Yeah, maybe Jack Moody is, you know, inconsistent, but when he misses, he misses really wide left. So uh, I, I got to say no. I'm going to lay the 500, minus 500, and say no. They'll have three cameras set up on each. <laughs> so, We're going to yeah. know for sure if it makes any contact. Right, right. I've got some pretty big money on that. I think if you put 500, real, real good chance you're going to get back $100. So that's one of those easy ones, but they've been playing that up. Uh, Taylor Swift, uh, under five and a half appearances from the start till the end of the game. Yeah, they might show after the game that they win a lot, but bottom line is whenever they had Eli or Peyton, they would have props up. How many times will they show their brother? They would have it at like two and a half. They'd show them one time. They're going to show, obviously, her if he has a big catch, Kelsey, or if he catches a touchdown, but Five and a half? I don't think we're going to approach four. And then the biggest one, National Anthem. My daughter sang National Anthems for a couple NFL season teams here. She has really studied this. She's hit nine straight. And she loves Reba McIntyre. She is a storyteller, but she's 68 years old. And, you know, she's just uncomfortable now hitting these top notes. And 20 of the 22 times you see it, if you can find them, on YouTube, and she's done the 97 and 99 World Series. She's under a minute and a half here. So I don't think she's going to all of a sudden, just because it's the Super Bowl, rip this thing out and make it, you know, close to two minutes. My daughter thinks we're going to go under 90 and a half seconds on the uh, Super Bowl National Anthem. That'll give you, hopefully, some jingle in your pocket heading into the game. You know, I didn't think that we were going to get a deep analytical dive on falsettos this morning, (laughs) but we're all over it. 
Well, in there, I mean, she, she, this, the, the, the breakdown that she gave me, like how she clips the ends of phrases that she, my daughter, if you look it up, I don't know anything about notes. Uh, I have no ear for music. My daughter can hear as soon as someone starts singing, oh, she's singing in a, in a, in a B flat. Well, she said, my daughter starts at a D. When Reba started singing the national anthem in the 80s, she started singing on a C. On the 90s, at a B. Since 2012, she sings in an A. She says she's not going to start in an A and end up in a C or a D. So uh, that's, that's the deep dive on that. So we're going to go under 90 and a half seconds on Reba McIntyre's national anthem. I would uh, be flat as well. Be flat out disappointing <laughs> to the entire world as we check in with Lee Sterling at Paramount Sports. Dot com. All right, Lee. Uh, people, let's go to your website real quick. Uh, right. And what what can people get before you lock in your pick for Super Bowl Sunday? They can get my Super Bowl selection and my top fifteen prop plays. We've won seven of the last ten Super Bowls. Eight of the last ten Super Bowls, we've had winners on these prop plays. We got fifteen prop plays, and then uh, I'm going to give away a USC card for free. Uh, we couldn't come up with five, six, seven selections. We came up with three strong ones. We're going to give them away for free. Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com, on the home page where it says free pick sign-up. Just put in your email. We will email you that free card. Just our way of saying thank you for checking out the site, listening each week. And uh, I want to wish everyone a happy and a safe Super Bowl. Bet within your means. Have fun. Enjoy the food. What, what, what's going to be the food of choice? For both you guys. Well, I'm a uh, I'm a big buffalo chicken guy, buffalo chicken dip guy. I think that's uh, pretty strong. I mean, anything involved in that category, I'm okay. I'm all in. It's actually okay. uh, illegal in the city of Columbus to have a Super Bowl party and not have buffalo correct. chicken dip. Yes, that is okay. Correct. I agree. Some someone one one of my friends asked me, "Is it okay to have sushi?" I'm like, "Yes, illegal. You don't have sushi." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is very illegal. Lee, who do we have winning the game, buddy? <laughs> I like Kansas City. I think they win this game uh, 26-20. Lee, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us all all the way through the football season. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll check in again soon, okay? Sounds good. Take care. There he goes. Lee Sterling, our good friend of ParamountSports.com with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. That was electrifying. Absolutely electrifying. Boy, if that doesn't get you ready for Prop City on on Sunday night, I don't know what will. I I know what, Shark, you need to do is cut that up. And send that right to my phone so that when it gets to 5 o'clock on Sunday, I can lock in all kinds of good stuff as we head in uh, to the Super Bowl. Always thank Lee for his time. He does a million radio appearances throughout a Friday. I think Shark was stunned. He was trying to go over on Reba, and now he's rethinking every choice. He, he really is. Hey, the old fire alarm trick happened out in Vegas uh, to the 49ers. That and Quick Hitters next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and happy Friday to you. If you're heading out right now, no crashes across Central Ohio to let you know about. Starting to see traffic pick up on I-70 eastbound as you approach I-670 and on 33 westbound coming in from Pickerington. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. If you make a wise crack about Dayton Pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. We here at the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can, of course, visit them online at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Hey, Sharky. Yes. Happy Friday to you. It is our favorite day of the week, Friday. You know, at 6.03 a.m. Vegas time yesterday, the fire alarm rang at the 49ers Team Hotel in Henderson, Nevada. 
right outside of Las Vegas. And, of course, it was a false alarm. Nobody had to evacuate, uh, but Niners players were not amused at getting the early wake-up call. Nick Bosa and Christian McCaffrey (laughs) were among those who thought it was not an accident that the Chiefs fans were behind it. In fact, McCaffrey thinks the alarm will motivate the Niners come Sunday. He said, Beamer, it's just more wood thrown on the fire. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's the old fire alarm trick, right? And I know that you, Shark, in particular, follow European soccer uh, very closely. Uh, Austin, you less so than Shark. So this happens every time like there's a like a big Champions League match because usually, I mean, when you're playing in your domestic leagues, like you stay where you're at the day of the game and then you travel the day of to get to your location, right? I mean, England's not a big country. You can get there uh, depending on the time of the game, like during the same day. But a lot of these times, like when teams are staying abroad and they're staying internationally, they go a couple of days before, just like any game kind of here in the States. Um, and so this happens at all the time, like over in Europe where fire alarms are set off, fireworks are set off outside of the hotel uh, a lot. But I get it from the standpoint that, you know, Nick Bosa and Chris McCaffrey are pretty upset about this. It's like, yeah, uh, we want this to be a fair game. Why are you pulling a fire alarm? I get it. I understand. It's a pretty low blow if it was a Chiefs fan, and I wouldn't put it past NFL fans doing crazy things. But that's not even the most effective way. Six o'clock in the morning? These are like... Do it at 2 a.m. World-class athletes who already, like, get up early and go train. Like, if that had been... If we'd done that outside Bobby Carpenter's house, he'd be like, I've been up for two hours. What are you doing? Get off my lawn. Hey, come on. (laughs) Bob wouldn't have been to bed yet. (laughs) Not out in Vegas. Maybe maybe they didn't do it earlier because they were out That's at right. the casino. Yeah. You know what we should do? They just wrapped up at the poker table. That's their brilliant idea. Hey, it's 6 a.m. Let's head out to Henderson and pull the fire alarm. <laughs> just three years ago, many athletic departments around the country were deep in debt after the football season was played without fans because of the pandemic. Many schools haven't fully recovered. In the SEC, no problem. During the 2022-23 <laughs> fiscal year, the conference showed a revenue profit of $741 million. So that $741 mil is being distributed to the 14-member schools, which amounts to $51.3 million per school. Yeah, Vanderbilt makes the same amount as Georgia and Alabama. Now, that does not include the, the revenue that was generated by the schools themselves. This is just from the conference. And Austin, SEC money is expected to increase even more over the next few years. Gosh, I wonder why mm. the SEC and Big Ten are like, you know what? We should be friends. Yeah. Because they're both the richest people in the room. It's not that hard to figure out. It pays to have good broadcast deals. And you can tell that neither league right now, everybody's, oh, well, they want to figure out the rules of play and NIL and, and transfer portaling. No. They want to make sure that they both make a billion dollars a year. Well, that, and it also kills to have bad broadcast deals because we saw the death of the Pac-12, and the ACC has locked themselves into a very bad TV contract, and all the talk now is like, all right, well, what's Florida State going to do? If they go, then who's going to follow? And, yeah, just follow the TV contract. So the Big Ten and the SEC not going anywhere for a while. I did find it fascinating that the Big Ten in the last fiscal year, now we'll get a new one here in an I would imagine pretty soon uh, the report of how much each Big Ten team made. Uh, but in the last fiscal year for 22-23, the Big Ten was at $58 million per school. Now, I think Nebraska, Maryland, Rutgers still take a discounted deal. They do. You obviously just added in a four-pack of teams. That'll kick in for next financial year uh, when that comes around about you know a year from now. Um, but I did find it fascinating that a year 
on, the SEC has still yet to catch up to the Big Ten. And they won't with the new deals. No. Until the SEC signs a new deal. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we got to split it 18 ways. Yeah, but aren't the new four teams well, the, taking a discounted rate, too? Washington and Oregon are like, we'll take whatever. <laughs> it's better than what we <laughs> Just had. Just don't put our games on Apple and give us $26 million a year. Don't put we'll, our games on the CW. Half of the Big Ten offering was more than a full share from the Pac-12. That's crazy. By the way, is the Longhorn Network going away once they join the SEC? That's a good question, Shark. I'm not sure. I think it would. Do you watch the Longhorn Network? I I don't, Beamer. I don't subscribe because I don't want to watch like women's volleyball. But I'm pretty sure that tier three rights like that don't exist in the SEC. You wouldn't think so. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't think so. Now we don't know what the Bears front office is going to do with Justin Fields or with the number one pick in the draft. But I would bet if you polled the current Bears players. They would vote to keep Fields. Yesterday, Chicago receiver DJ Moore appeared on Pro Football Talk Live and campaigned for the Bears to keep Fields. He said his growth has been phenomenal. He's a great leader. Beamer, Moore said Fields has been everything you could ask out of a quarterback. Well, he has been, and the track record of improvement is there year after year after year. The growth uh, has been there. I'm in the camp that Luke Getze was a bad offensive coordinator. The Raiders were in the camp that Luke Getze uh, was a good offensive coordinator and Justin Fields was the problem. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. I'm inclined to think that the Bears are a very dumb franchise and a dumb organization, so they're going to move off of Justin Fields. But, I mean, Justin Fields has won that locker room and if you're the team president, if you're the team general manager, if you're Kevin Warren or you're Ryan Poles and you're not listening to the guys in your locker room to say that that guy's a leader and that he's the future of the franchise, then that's a bad job out of you for doing that. Well, I think what they're going to do, Beamer, is listen to their accountant, which says you have two more years. Yeah. You have to pay him like he's definitely going to be the guy for the next seven years yeah. or you have to move on and restart the clock with the rookie. And I think that that's... An unfortunate situation because I believe that the Bears have squandered initially the first couple years of Justin Fields' contract uh, and the opportunity to build around him. I know that I'm not saying anything that you're unaware of because you watch every single game that they play. But I think if and when they move on, and let's say he goes to Atlanta, they're going to really kick themselves when he goes down there and is surrounded by more skill position talent and a team that might be ready to win with, with just the right guy and with Justin Fields' skill set. Oh, yeah, and if that does happen, I do hope they kick themselves, and I hope we live in yet another two decades of just uh, brilliant disasters. By the way, Shark, uh, University of Oklahoma and UT Austin bringing them into the SEC with a confirmation the Longhorns and Sooners will shift their conference affiliation to the SEC on July 1st, 2024. The Longhorn Network will likely wind down after the end of the 2024 Longhorn Baseball regular season. So there's your answer in the Longhorn Network for any of you uh, horns, horns up, horns down fans out there. Uh, that will be going away. Buckeyes and Browns racking and stacking all kinds of NFL honors last night. The Brownies could be on the move to a different part of the city of Cleveland. That's in the re-rack next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Happy Friday to you. Right now, no crashes across Central Ohio. We are tracking, but we are tracking slow-moving traffic on I-70 eastbound as you approach downtown Columbus. Also on 33 westbound coming in from the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Counting down the days until Sharks retirement. You are listening to Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a football Friday. Brandon Beam, Austin Ward, Mark the Shark. 
720 this morning. Jackets Insider, Jeff Sabota. He's going to join us. Jackets with a nice little 10-day layoff. Back at it tomorrow at Nationwide Arena against the Lightning. Going to check in with Jeff at 720 this morning. Usually at 735 on Fridays, we talk to you. That's the sweet spot right there. Now, instead of that, we're going to check in with Bill Landis, the podcast out in the ice. He's going to join the program coming up here at 735. And earlier in the week, we checked in with A.J. Hawk. Myself and Bob did that a little bit earlier before Bob dispersed himself to Oklahoma. And then A.J. went out to Las Vegas. So uh, we're going to get a chance to hear A.J. coming up here uh, in the 8 o'clock hour around 8.35 a little bit later on this morning. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. So we were just talking about the 49ers in the alarm polling, how they're staying out in Henderson, Nevada. And I don't know if it was a Chiefs fan, but if I had to wager all of my earthly possessions on it and I had to go with one person, it would probably, I would wager on it being a Chiefs fan. uh, Jackson Mahomes. (laughs) It was him. He's the one who did it. Um, So we were talking about that a little bit earlier, how it was 6 a.m. Like these guys are finely tuned athletic machines. Like they're probably up at 6. Or if they're not, like they're not a stranger to getting up at 6 o'clock and, you know, hitting the gym or doing whatever. And uh, we said, you know, we're like, well, if you did that at Bob's house, like he would already be up. Yeah. You know, he would already kind of be waiting for you, kind of lurking around. <laughs> and he actually just, I, I texted him this morning because we're going to lock in our Super Bowl picks uh, at the very end of the program coming up today. And I texted him this morning with a spread, 49ers minus two and a half. Uh, which way are you going? Are you taking the Chiefs? Are you taking the Niners? And Bob texted exactly at 6 a.m. his time. I'm like, all right. So he's, I mean, he's up. He's on it. He's up and he's on it. So just if you want to pull a fire alarm at Bob's house or for any high level athletes, like at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., that would probably be I don't, your sweet spot. That I think Shark's right. That wouldn't even work. You have like a three hour window. Yeah. Because the man doesn't sleep. He doesn't. He doesn't. He would be unfazed. Totally. I don't, unfazed. I don't even think if you pulled it at 4 a.m. That you're going to get him. No, probably. I mean, he's just waking up, but he's just waking up at that point. He's just taking his 15-minute nap. <laughs> yeah. He's like, sorry. You missed the window, buddy. Looked pretty awesome. He was shooting like a giant like cannon gun yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah. he's The man lives a the most fascinating life imaginable. It really does. So he's having a good time down there in Oklahoma. He's going to be back uh, on Tuesday. Buckeye Women's Hoops got it done a big way last night. Um, no juice, no problem. Barn looked pretty barren last night up in Minnesota. So Maddie Andrews, uh, they tuck him away in a dark corner uh, of the barn up there in Minneapolis. Doesn't matter. 71 47 Buckeyes take down the Gophers again. Um, another 21 season by Kevin Guff. Just absolutely rolling. I mean, they're a, they're a fun team to watch chance to win a big 10 title chance yep. to make another run, uh, sitting at number five in the country right now, I believe. And, and rising. I mean, they, they seem to have really got it figured out that dropped, you know, a couple games early on. Uh, one that you look back on, like the Michigan, like how, that doesn't sound right. How did that happen? But right. now they've got the every the juice rolling. They've got the energy. You talked a little bit um, yesterday, Beam, about that three game set at the end of the year where it's really going to come down to it and determine it. They've got the momentum right now on their side. They do, and they face Sparty coming up on Sunday. That one is on the road in East Lansing. That is a four o'clock start. For them, that is 345 coverage over on 1460 ESPN. So another big win for the Buckeye women's team last night. 71-47 victors uh, over Minnesota. Tomorrow, Ohio State men's basketball in action against Maryland. 3 o'clock coverage begins here on the fan. Oh. I'm not expecting anything. 
Nor should you. Not expecting anything. The less said about it, the better. Yep. I agree. I, I wonder what the attendance is going to look like at the shot on you Saturday. You asked me earlier during a break, and I'll say, and I said that it's a Saturday, it's four o'clock, it's going to be a nice thing to do for families. Maybe. I don't know. It's just such a terrible place to watch a game. It is. And if you oh, I don't know, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Let's let's clean the house and get ready. You know, I I can hear some of that going on. Might rain, you know. That'll be a huge detriment. So I, I was planning on playing golf on Saturday and then it's the forecast changed. Plan B was not to go to the shot. I <laughs> know. Not going to go over there. Jackets at home against the Lightning tomorrow uh, at seven o'clock, and like I said, women's action begins Sunday at four in East Lansing. Three forty-five coverage over in fourteen sixty ESPN. Then our Super Bowl fifty-eight coverage here on the Fan begins at five o'clock on Sunday. We've got our local programming all scattered throughout the day, but our actual like Westwood One Super Bowl coverage uh, begins at five o'clock on Sunday. NFL honors last night. C.J. Stroud, offensive rookie of the year. That's six out of the eight. Six out of eight of the last. Uh, what? Out of the last eight years, six Buckeyes have either won offensive or offensive or defensive rookie of the year. There it is. I finally got it correct. Randy Gratishar becomes the eleventh Buckeye to enter the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Cam Hayward wins the Walter Payton Man of the Year. So Buckeyes all over the place last night. Huge and state of Ohio because the Browns picked up a bunch of awards at the NFL Honors as well. Uh, Miles Garrett, I think, stealing the headlines there. Just it seems like being. I have this wild theory. That football is really good in the great state of Ohio. I do too. And you mentioned the Browns. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. You had Christian McCaffrey won offensive player of the year. Lamar won the MVP. Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. Pretty deserving on that front. I mean, what he did in his... You know, Who else could you even give it to? Yeah, what he did in his last few games you know, with the with the Browns was nothing short of terrific. So he wins comeback player of the year. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. And then Jim Schwartz, assistant coach of the year. So, I mean, all kinds of... Uh, all kinds of Buckeye love going on here uh, in the state of Ohio last night with the NFL honors. Your Hall of Famers last night as well, because that was announced, obviously, Randy Gratishar, the headliner here in Columbus uh, for some Buckeyes, uh, which is pretty cool. It's going to be a seven-member class. Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Randy Gratishar, and then Steve McMichael uh, of the Bears are your seven guys. That class makes me feel old. Being. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I mean, Julius Peppers, really? He's already in the Hall of Fame? Boy, time is moving. He was so fun to watch in college, the two sports stuff going See, on. See, now you sound old. I know. Well, I watched that guy in college. I mean, that's Devin what, Hester. When, that's exactly when, what I'm saying. This is a problem for me. When YouTube was just getting going, watching <laughs> an hour of Devin Hester highlights at the University of Miami, I'll never forget the one against Duke where he's spin cycling. He runs like three times around the field and then cuts it up the middle. When YouTube was just getting going. That makes me sound old. That's the oldest thing anyone said today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back in my day when YouTube was just underway. Congrats to those guys. That was... uh, There were no ads then. No, there weren't. And now it's just chock full ads. By the way, I um, Do you know who Miss Rachel is? Liberty does not watch Miss Rachel, but... uh, I know from Bill Landis, who will be joining the show shortly, that yeah. I'm aware of Miss Rachel. Because he has a little ad. Yes. Correct. So, like I've told you, I haven't been feeling great all this week. It's been like I've been swallowing razor blades. Um, so that's not been a good good situation. And rarely do I rely, we don't like to rely on the TV. Of course not. You know, we don't, we don't like to do that. But sometimes... You don't have to pretend, you don't have to stand... 
on pretense here, Beam. We all know the situation. We don't like to, but, but we will. But we, but, <laughs> but if if times are bad, I will turn on the TV. So I hadn't been feeling great really the entire week. And so last night, Meredith set ski club, uh, spend the day with young William, put him down for his afternoon nap. He crushed it, you know, like a two hour nap for him Oof, from like one time. o'clock to three. I'm like, good job, dude. Yeah. Giving him a round of applause. That was pretty terrific. Uh, so we got up, had a little snack. Me and the boys went on a walk, you know, me, Theo and William, three best friends that anybody's ever had, mm-hmm. uh, go on a walk, get to play time. And I'm like, at that point, I'm, I was kind of starting to feel it for the day. I'm like, ah, eh, it's like four 45, we're still like an hour away from dinner time. Going to go upstairs. We're going to play a little bit. And I'm starting to feel like a little peakish. I'm like, ah, I don't I don't know. I don't feel great. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to rely on the witchcraft that is Miss Rachel. Like I just, I, it's a break glass in case of emergencies only situation. I don't know how she does it. I'm not sure if it's voodoo. I'm not sure if it's witchcraft. But when I say that William was in his little playpen, you know, like the mesh net playpens yep. that you have when... You know, your little lasses or little lads are kind of running around. A little pack and play action. Yeah, a little pack and play. Just, you don't want them to hurt themselves or to chew on an electrical outlet. Maybe if you're not watching them that closely for doing other things. <laughs> I turned on Miss Rachel yesterday for him, and I don't think he blinked for an hour. <laughs> he was just staring into the TV. He was drooling. He wasn't blinking. I'm like, this, this can't be good for you. But, like I said... Break glass in case of emergencies only. It worked. It I, got it got me to dinner time. Now, I have heard that certainly the kids take to Miss Rachel, and I'm also told by the adults that maybe Miss Rachel's a little bit of a freak. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I haven't really. I don't. I don't. Not really watching much of it. I'm told if you look closely, there might be signs. Okay. Well, now you know what. <laughs> I'm going to have to do my homework. Maybe I'll watch it by myself. Pop it on, pop it on this afternoon. Maybe I'll, I'll watch it by myself when he's taking a nap. Just to vet the whole I, process. I'm saying you should. Okay, good. She's a witch. Uh, I just wanted to get that out there. I had a low moment last night where I relied on the TV for an hour. Yeah. And it worked. That's all you can ask for. You got to find what connects. Day when, by day, brick by brick. When Liberty was won, it was The Incredibles. Oh, that's good. Which was great because that's like actual quality entertainment for the adults as well of course it is so that's what that's the sweet spot sharky what do you think about uh you see this browns news yesterday come out about stadiums yeah all kinds of different stuff so the browns released a statement i'm like oh this seems kind of out of nowhere but uh our good friend of the northeast ohio transit blog uh ken prendergast who we hear from once every like he, i don't know eight or nine months he's the foremost authority in cleveland land acquisition 733 every friday Kenny P. Yeah, Kenny P. Coming on the show. So he tweeted out and he put out this article on his uh, his blog. The owners of the Cleveland Browns football team have reportedly reached a purchase agreement to acquire a large piece of land in the Cleveland suburb of Brook Park, leading to speculations that the Brown could leave the city of Cleveland for the second time in the team's 78-year history. Now, this time is a little bit different. The franchise is not leaving. It would just be leaving the lakefront. And now that got so much attention that the Browns actually – Put out a statement on it. So we've been clear on how complex future stadium planning could be. And this is from the Browns. This is the statement for them. One certainty is our commitment to greatly improving our fan experience while also creating a transformative and lasting impact to benefit of all in Northeast Ohio. We understand the magnitude of opportunity with the stadium project intent on driving more large scale events to our region and are methodically looking at every possibility. 
We appreciate the collaborative process of the city of Cleveland and leadership mayor, mayor Bibb in analyzing the land bridge and renovating the current stadium. At the same time, as part of our comprehensive planning efforts, we are also studying other potential stadium options in Northeast Ohio at various additional sites. There's still plenty of work to do and diligence to process before a long-term stadium solution is determined and we'll share further updates at the appropriate time. So apparently the land that the Haslam's are purchasing, if you go up 71 towards the Cleveland, I believe it's the 480 split right next to the airport. It's the land on the east side of the airport, like kind of that land over there uh, that they have purchased. So if you ever made the trip up to Cleveland, you know exactly where that kind of big split is off 71. You keep going straight, you know, you go into downtown Cleveland, you go to left, you go into like Westlake and kind of that area, Avon. Um, but I mean, I saw this yesterday, shark, and I don't know how you feel about the Browns moving out of the lakefront, but you're obviously our resident Browns fan. So, well, I like downtown stadiums. I hated when the lions moved to Pontiac and, uh, you know, when the 49ers moved out of San Francisco to Santa Clara, when you're in the stadium, obviously it's no big deal. The good news is for me, it's, it's about 20 minutes off my drive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's further South than Cleveland. Um, I don't know. You're probably not going to notice anything. Well, when the blimp flies overhead, you won't get those nice lake views. But other than that, I don't think it's a big deal. Other than that, and you'll be sitting in a dome because I mean, it's could I mean, be sitting in a dome. It sounded like from their statement that you want to bring. You know, what do they say here? Final fours and year-round activity. The Big Ten championship intent game. on driving more large-scale events to our region would mean an indoor building. Means that they're looking for a Super Bowl, a Final Four, as Shark said. Taylor Swift. Concert. Taylor Swift. But, the Eras Tour, twenty twenty-five, when it's extended. I don't know why you need a dome. Rarely do you have bad weather in Cleveland during the football point. season. It's That's always sunny point. in Cleveland, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's always sunny. Yeah. So something to keep an eye out for the Browns. Jackets back tomorrow after a nice little ten-day layoff. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join us next morning. Juice right here on the fan. <laughs> Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday to you. Right now, we are not tracking any crashes across central Ohio. Starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 in those southbound lanes coming into downtown Columbus. Also on 33 as you approach the 270 loop on the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stutter. You're listening to Rob Manfred's least favorite radio show. This is Morning Juice. Ah, it is almost here. 59 hours away from kickoff. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. From FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, wings, and placing some super bets. Now, we talked to Lee Sterling in the 6 o'clock hour, and he said Reba's going under. Yeah, mm. Definitely going under the 90.5 seconds for the uh, National Anthem. It was like a deep analytical dive on that, too. Like it nothing was, we've heard before. Yeah, it was terrific. It was pretty incredible. He was more confident about that than any other bet. Yes. I know it. <laughs> it was crazy. His daughter's like a music major, and she's sung National Anthems. Now, when I'm in the shower singing the National Anthem, I usually go about a... 215 but Reba's going to get through there quick if you want to if you want to bet on that Fandle, it's a long shower Fandle has so many ways 
for you to end the season with the W or two or even three, Beamer. Yeah, parlay that sucker right into a Travis Kelsey touchdown, George Kittle touchdown, Shark. I know that you like that. About about a run CMC. They said that they're kind of pissed off about the fire alarm that was pulled. So all kinds of good stuff for you coming up here on Sunday. New customers, you join today. You're going to get $200 in U.S. smackaroos and bonus bets if your first $5 bet or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash juice to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash juice. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older. President Ohio, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Morning Juice presents Talking Jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau. Left wing circle. Takes a shot. And he scores. Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing, proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Here's Jeffy. Heading out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fangus Hotline. Check with our good friend. He is Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota. Jeff, thanks for the time as always. Cannonball, Key West, bye week, all kinds of good stuff for you in the last 10 days. That is true, but I, I just can't get over the fact that Shark sings the national anthem in the shower. <laughs> it's actually the Canadian national anthem. Oh, well, there you go. That makes a lot more sense. He does it in French and English. That's why well, it takes you know, two and a half minutes. There you go. Much like Leo, he can do both. He is a multi, uh, multi-tool multi player. I believe that baseball scouts would call him a five-tool player, Jeff, and that's exactly uh, what we're getting with Shark. How was the cannonball last night, buddy? Good? It was excellent, yeah. It was uh, our, our biggest party of the year, biggest fundraiser of the year for the CBJ Foundation. All the players there uh, to recognize all the great work that our foundation does in the community, over $1.3 million granted to the community over the past year by the foundation and all sorts of different areas, uh, pediatric cancer, uh, getting, you know, sticks in hands to get people playing our game. So, uh, that's just part of it. Education funds as well. So, uh, really fun night. Got to hang out with some of the guys, uh, heard the shark story. And speaking of sharks, uh, the story of how Igor Chinikov and Kirill Marchenko and Alexander Texier on vacation pulled in the shark, uh, on vacation while fishing. So oh my. Uh, it was a good night hanging out with the guys. Uh, Lots of fancy hats, Jeff, including <laughs> on your head. I wonder, was that already in your closet, or did you have to buy a new hat for the cannonball? You know me well enough to know that was already <laughs> in my closet. Uh, that was <laughs> that was one that I have owned for many a year and just brought out last night, and I, I felt like I fit in with the group a little bit, so it was nice to, nice to get some recognition for the hat. Do you double as the driving crooner, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> no, people don't want to hear that. That's I, I'd rather they'd rather hear Shark in the Shower than me uh, singing. But. It's so good. He's got to find a way to make money off this. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to make the hat my thing. Well, I, well, I, you. That's already taken in this market, Jeff. You cannot steal it. That's the thing is there's already you know there's already people known for hats here in Columbus. So maybe I can't go that route, but I want to go that route. Okay, I mean, there is hockey to be played, right? Sure, yeah. Beam just was going to talk more about the hat. No, but I, I, there's just, there was a million offshoots we could have gone from this discussion. But, yeah, let's talk some hockey. <laughs> What's going to happen in the second half, Jeff? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think we know, if you look at the standings, it's, it's probably not going to be a playoff race. Uh, it's going to be continuing to see where the young players go and what they're able to get out of what they're able to learn, basically, in the last 32 games. And, and I said last week, I think they've learned a lot in the first 50 I think they learn how to handle game situations better. I think they learn how to, at times, close out games when they had to. I think there has been progress, but really, where they're at right now is just continuing that progress. And you, you want to see, you know, you, you want to see Patrick Line have a, a good finish to the season, get him back off of 
uh, ideally, it, you know, just have him in a good mental place and come off the uh, the the NHL the the list that he's on and, and get him back and have some of the veterans finish well. But I think it's really just it's it's about continuing to develop the young guys is the main thing is just having the players that are really emerging, uh, the, the Chinikovs and the Marchenkos and the, well, unfortunately Adam Fantilli's hurt, but uh, Cole Sillinger's of the world, those guys continuing to really come to the forefront of what this team is all about and, and guys that you can count on. If you can keep seeing that happen, I think it's a successful end of the season. And, you know, you're going to have, you know, the trade deadline. I don't know how busy that's going to be because you've only got one USA to be in Jack Rosovic, but you know, you you have the, the usual milepost, but it, it, when you ask me what the rest of the season's all about, it's still seeing those young guys develop and seeing this team continue to learn how to how to win games. He is Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Now we were talking to Pascal earlier in this week, Jeff. He was in the studio uh, with us, and we asked about you know building some confidence uh, off of that big Western Canadian slash Western U.S. road trip uh, that they were on, and they go two two and one, which is pretty good. I mean, you look at the records, you know, look at Edmonton and their winning streak. Uh, which just snapped at 16 games. And you look at their performance in St. Louis. It's like, okay, th- there was, there's some positivity to be found uh, in what hasn't been a fantastic season. But if they can continue that, what we, what we saw kind of in St. Louis, then I think that would be monstrous for this team over the next handful of games. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it just kind of draws back into what I was saying. And I know it's been a frustrating season for a lot of people. And, and the thing that has been the biggest frustration to me uh, or at least I think to the fan base has been, you know, the, the blown leads and how close they've been to winning games. Um, and I think though that it, again, it comes down to, are you a glass half empty or a glass half full person? Uh, you know, if, a year ago you were bringing a lot of nights, you were bringing a knife to a gunfight. You just had a lot of guys that just were not uh, young players who were not in situations where they were being put in a position to succeed. And now you're seeing young players who are learning how to succeed in some of those positions and they're bringing a gun to the gunfight but they just haven't been able to finish off the gunfight. And so again, are you, are you an optimist or a pessimist? An optimist would say, at least you're in these opportunities and learning from them. A pessimist would say that you've unfortunately not been able to get a lot of those done, but you know, I'm going to choose to take the optimistic route here is that again, I, I've said it all season. You have to learn how to win at the NHL level. And, and the teams that win are generally the teams that have been together for a long time and have gone through the ups and downs. And, you know, a team like Edmonton has certainly gone through the ups and downs over the years and, you know, now they won 16 in a row, and there's a reason for it, because you have to learn how to get there. And I think they're in the process of getting there. And, and you know, you, what they did on that road trip, uh, you know, the, that St. Louis game was a game that, you know, they would not have won a season ago or probably wouldn't have won a month ago, to be honest with you. So if you're looking for progress, that's, that's where it is. And I know it's slow and incremental, and it's not coming as happy uh, as quickly as people would be happy with, but you, that's just kind of how this league is. This isn't the NFL where you retool your team, at, you know, so much in the offseason. You could go from 4-12 and 12 to – uh, you know, 12 and four. It's a little bit more of a slower burn here in the NHL, but it's, it's part of the process. Before we get you out of here, did you have more fun at club Aqua or club haunted house down in Key West? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Beamer. What could you possibly <laughs> be referring to? I have a question for you guys. I'm glad to have you guys together because I'm looking at the weather today and it's going to be in the mid sixties and we got to get a, a threesome or a foursome together and hit some golf balls one of these days because I have not been invited to these events in quite a while, and I miss hitting the in and around with you guys. You haven't been invited. That's not what happened well, I, last year. Well, I was busy <laughs> last year. I I, can't, I lied there. I, I apologize, but I have I, I missed it for a while, and I would really like to get back in the uh, the two man scramble uh, era that you guys are in. Absolutely, well, we can make that happen. Hey, invites open anytime. Unfortunately, I played like five rounds of golf last year, and two of them were in the same day uh, with Austin. <laughs> Buddy, appreciate the time. Uh, we'll check in again next Friday. Okay. 
All right, sounds good, guys. Appreciate it. There he goes. Jack is insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Bill Landis fills in for you, Austin. Should I leave? Yes. Okay. That's next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are not tracking any crashes across central Ohio. Starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 southbound coming into the downtown Columbus area. Also coming in from the far west side on I-70. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You're listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? Who's along here? A little Friday edition of the program. Brandon Beam, Austin Ward, Mark the Shark. Should we play the open, even though you're here? I thought you always did that if I was in here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a guy who considers himself the mayor of Laramie, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> who holds the shuffleboard record at the Rangers? Somewhere. And most impressive, the commissioner of the Central Ohio no. two man scramble league. Here's Austin Ward. He's Whoa. our designated drinker. <laughs> he is not Austin Ward because he is in studio with us for the last couple of days. We are heading out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Outline, checking with our good friend, Bill Landis. Bill, thanks so much for the time, buddy. Always appreciate it. Uh, Now, I was talking a little bit earlier about Miss Rachel, uh, and I know that you have a young lad uh, in the witchcraft and the voodoo that she possesses, and uh, it's a really, it's a break glass in case of emergencies only kind of a situation for me. Have you had experiences uh, with with said witch doctor? (laughs) I have, unfortunately. Uh, Listen, what she does is effective. I, I don't particularly like it. Um, the way the, the 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 sing-songy way that she delivers her lines, I, I find it creeping into my own life, and I start talking to my kids the same way, and I don't like it about myself. But uh, you know, when when we need to calm them down, uh, she's good. She's good to distract them for ten, fifteen minutes. So I appreciate what she does. I heard Miss Rachel can bring it off the field too. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, I don't I don't want to speak too much about it. Oh, okay. I'm just- <laughs> I was just trying to get Beam to pay more attention to what was going yeah, on. Yeah, Austin mentioned that, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to do a deep dive when young William uh, is taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just be careful with the searches there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think YouTube's a p- decently safe place. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have to go to, like, Shark's Corner of the Internet uh, to find or some Or the Lobster Corner. Well, that too. That too. I mean, we could go all kinds of different places. What were you, Bill, what was your biggest takeaway uh, from Ryan Day's Tour de Force hour-plus-long press conference this week? Yeah, there was a lot. Excuse me, there was a lot in that. Um, you know, I, I think him finally coming—not uh, necessarily coming to the realization that that giving up play calling is probably the right course of action for him, but then, but then actually kind of putting that plan into motion by by hiring Bill O'Brien. It's been kind of an interesting last uh, year or year and a half, kind of watching and listening to Ryan Day kind of go through that process of of what makes sense for him. And I, and I get it, right? It's it's the reason he got the Ohio State head coaching job. Um, I would say that largely he's been quite good as, as a play caller and he's a really good offensive coordinator and he's a really good quarterbacks coach. And that's certainly a fun part of the job when there's not much else that's fun about being uh, a college head coach right now. But um, I really do think that, that it's exceedingly difficult to do all that and be a head coach, at least at a place like Ohio state, like maybe you can get away with it at a place that's, you know, not a, not an NIL monster, not <clears throat> expected to win at the rate that Ohio state is expected to win. But um, I, I thought it was a real sign of, of growth um, from Ryan Day to, to make that decision. And um, I think I think Burns said this when we were talking about it afterward, but it, was, it kind of felt like 
the first sort of public appearance for Ryan Day when he was fully embracing sort of being the CEO of Ohio State football, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and I thought that was especially impressive, <laughs> and I wrote about it at Rivals on Wednesday because we're well aware of what was going on behind the scenes and like having to first hire an offensive coordinator two and a half weeks ago and then to potentially have to replace him before he's ever actually coached a practice at Ohio State. Like all of that is swirling at the same time that he's talking to us for an hour. Uh, the media assembled, like then we go get, uh, Berm has his sit down and then another hour on the coaches show after that. Like I thought the way that he was able to com- compartmentalize and not show any of the turmoil, because like this is a big deal. He was handing Bill O'Brien specifically control of the offense and he may well by the end of today have to be moving on to plan B. Yeah, I, and I think there have been times, Austin. I, I think you would agree with this. There, where, where Ryan Day is not has not been particularly good at like hiding his frustration yeah. with someone talking with us, um, and has let that sort of just occupy his mind as he's trying to answer questions or, or really do anything. But I, I actually kind of my, my read on him on Wednesday was like, I got it. Don't worry about it. like. Yes, this is not ideal. Yes, this kind of sucks if Bill O'Brien goes to Boston College. I can't believe I made this decision now, and then this guy is leaving after three weeks. But I got it. We'll figure it out, and it's okay. And and I and I don't know that he's always done like on the field, off the field, whatever. I don't know that he's always done a tremendous job of like projecting that kind of confidence and that kind of steadiness. Um, and I so so that made that kind of stick out for me when we were talking to him the other day. He is Bill Landis of Rivals in the podcast with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Fan guest hotlines. Let's play a hypothetical before you know the news is announced that Boston College is going to hire a head coach. Uh, if it is Bill O'Brien, uh, Bill, which way do you see kind of Ohio State leaning in in the next direction that they're going to go with said new offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure Ryan Day would love to check all the boxes he was able to check with with Bill O'Brien, and, and really the only guy I think we're too close to doing that is, is Chip Kelly. Um, with the former, you know, NFL and head coaching, or excuse me, NFL and college um, head coaching background, um, coordinator at big time programs, has been in big games, that kind of stuff. Like <clears throat> Chip clearly wants out. Um, I know he's at least reported to be in the mix for the Seahawks job. He was in the mix for the Raiders offensive coordinator job, I believe. Um, I think Ohio State would be a pretty enticing place for Chip Kelly if he's that intent on getting away from UCLA. Uh, if, if it's not him, then then I'm not sure. Like. Jason Candle, I think it would be interesting, but he's doesn't really he doesn't really have the same kind of background that we're talking about here. He doesn't have the NFL experience. He does have quarterback coaching experience, which which I think is an interesting part of this. Like Bill O'Brien, we know is a quarterbacks coach. Chip Kelly's not really a quarterbacks coach, so I don't know what you would do there if he was the move. Um, I know Brian Johnson from the Eagle or formerly of the Eagles was a name that was mentioned the first time around, and he's you know flirting at least with taking a job with the Commanders. I don't. I don't know how strong of a candidate he would be, but but if he were trying to decide that he was a guy, I, I certainly think he could lure him away from a from a staff job with the Commanders to come be offensive coordinator at Ohio State. But um, my anticipation would be that you know you sort of put a full court press on Chip Kelly if if you do end up losing Bill O'Brien. Bill, if you could pick between Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields to quarterback the Birds next year, what would you do? Mm, I take Justin Fields. That's what I thought. You're a smart he's, man. Yeah, like, yep. yeah. He, better. He's a better, more explosive athlete. Obviously, younger, so you get kind of you get more more years there. And uh, 
Well, I don't, I don't think either one of them is like a refined passer, at least in NFL terms. I think Justin gives you gives you much more in terms of like explosive playability. So I would think Justin Fields. Before we get you out of here, how much are you looking forward to WrestleMania in April uh, <laughs> back in the city of Philadelphia? I can't wait. I'm very confused about what's going to happen. I don't, I don't, Austin and I were very excited at the possibility of seeing the rock versus Roman Reigns. And now I, now I don't know if that's going to happen based off what happened on, on Thursday night at their little press event out there in Las Vegas. But either way, I'm excited. I'm excited for, uh, for Austin too, to, to get a taste of the maniacs in Philadelphia at, at WrestleMania. That's Mani- a good time. Maniacs at Mania. Beam was worried because he asked what I did on, after the show yesterday. And I said, well, I watched a WrestleMania press conference <laughs> and got got excited for, you know, going to Philadelphia and like talked about Rock Roman and Cody and he's like, is that what we're going to talk about in the 733 hour? Like you just going to do a whole segment with Bill talking about fantasy booking and I'm like, no, I promise I won't do it. And then he did it, so I feel great now. We we could if you want to. I got time. So you told me no. Hey, we got an hour and 17 minutes left in the show. Uh, you're plenty welcome to spend that and let's talk about WrestleMania. Get Austin a shot in the shot in a beer when you're over in Philadelphia. I know that uh, you will treat him just fine. Bill, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning. Stay strong uh, with Miss Rachel Voodoo and we'll check in again soon, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Here he goes. Bill Landis, podcast and rivals with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guests Hotline. Tons to be juiced about here on this Friday. We'll do that next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday morning to you. Right now, we're not tracking any major problem spots across central Ohio. We are crash free this morning. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Station. Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is one twisted mother. This is Morning Juice. We here on the Juice brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. What's got you juiced? Hey, Word Sports. It's Friday, buddy. It's got Ooh. you fired up today. Super Bowl. Two days away. Yep. Getting ready. We always host a, a nice party. At our house, um, for the family, some friends, uh, anyone who wants to come, really. I mean, the door's open. But Allie is always into it. She loves football. Um, But combining the two things that we've always really liked, football and Taylor Swift, has turned this into the Super Bowl party, Taylor's version. And she's really diving into that. She wants to make friendship bracelets and the whole deal. So, like... Some are going to be themed for the Niners. Some are going to be themed for the Chiefs. You got to make your pick. You know, easy for everyone to wear red. She's throwing out, you know, song lyrics, which she doesn't actually. She's the one person in the world, I think, who knows the least amount of song lyrics. Okay. And song titles. I've got, you know, you you and I can do this. Like, just make puns based off of, you know. Movie lines and song Movie references. lines, yeah. song references. Yep. You go through the whole catalog of your favorite bands and you just, just talk. naming dudes. Just talk. Naming talking athletes. In, talking yep. in code. Yep. She can't do that, but she spent several hours crafting the invitation with song titles for Taylor Swift. So she's she's really into that, and so we're, we got to make this one the best one ever. How about when the Chiefs win on Sunday? Jim Nance, a tailor-made win for the Chiefs. Uh, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> Shark, what's got your legs fired up today? I've trained my stomach and my body to absorb that much caffeine. Listen, I could drink a coffee. Oh, man, when I'm on those cruise ships, I'll take an Americano and a double shot of Bailey's every night at 730. 
That sounds amazing. Four so, shots, though. I like four shots of espresso in that Americano. Como te llama? The espresso is different than the espresso. <laughs> yeah, it's that's extra power. <laughs> Correct. Uh, you've been on the cruise with those guys before. I can't keep up. <laughs> I have done it. Once was enough. Appar- was apparently Schlegs can't keep up with himself either when he's drinking the red wine, white wine, mixture combo, the Arnie Paul meats. Apparently that sits him down real quick. I want to know if Austin's going to wear any red lipstick on Sunday. I don't have any of that. No. Does Allie? She's not a, She's not big into the lipstick. Yeah, neither is Meredith, no. I don't know if she'll take it to that extreme. Well, I'm going to wear some. Good. I figured that's How's a that staple different from any you? other weekend? You're wearing you. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Uh, I was uh, really juiced last night. I, I finished watching the Cavs game and turned it over to NFL Network for the uh, NFL Honors. Got to see Lamar win the MVP. And then I got to see... Cam Hayward win the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. He was so excited because Prince Harry was the one that gave him the award. I don't know why Prince Harry, but, <laughs> man, he he was like, it's Harry. Don't call him a prince because he's not a prince anymore, uh, right? Dude, Hasn't he abdicated the throne? He's, like, he's just Harry. He's, he's just, just Harry. Yeah, he's yeah. just a dude now. Just anyway, a guy. He's, a, he's a jag. Cam gave a, a fantastic speech, and uh, that was fun to see. And then also really juiced about Randy Gratishar finally getting into the yeah. Hall of Fame. I, You know, when I was a kid, the Buckeyes had middle linebackers, just one after another, really started by Gratishar, at least in, in my lifetime, in the early 70s. He was a two-time consensus All-American. And think about this. In 1973, John Hicks finished second in the Heisman, mm-hmm. and Archie finished fifth, and Gratishar sixth. Three Buckeyes in the top six of the Heisman voting, which is, you know, to have an offensive lineman and a yeah. linebacker in there was pretty great. And then he was, fo- he was followed by Cousineau, who started the whole number 36 legacy. Kuzno, two-time All-American, the number one pick in the NFL draft. And then Marcus Merritt came in, and he wore 36 at middle linebacker, the all-time leading tackler in Ohio State history. And then he was followed, of course, by Spielman, another two-time All-American. And, I mean, everybody called Penn State linebacker you, and it was really right here in Columbus. So, uh, anyway, very, very happy that Randy Gratishar got in. And then this is pretty cool. I saw this this morning. When the Eiffel Tower went through a renovation several years ago, some of the iron girders were swapped out, and they stored this these iron girders. And now a jewelry company in Paris has designed the Olympic medals using the iron mm. from the Eiffel Tower. Wow. And it's like uh, over 5,000 medals that had to be made. So... They're, of course, uh, gold and silver and bronze, but in the middle of those are these hexagons that are made out of the Eiffel Tower. I thought that was really cool, Beam. That what is, has you juiced? Well, we learn something new every day here on the show. Always. <laughs> and so that's got me fired up, Shark, because I had no clue that they even replaced the uh, specs on the rotary gears. Yeah, well, you know, it was like 1889 or something when they built that thing. It was starting to wear out a little bit. Eiffel, when he built the thing... Only had a lifespan of 20 years. And in fact, the people of Paris hated it. They thought it was an eyesore and they wanted it torn at, torn down after the World's Fair. Thank goodness they didn't. Seriously. It's, was it's, that the one they built in Paris or the one they built in Mason? That's the... <laughs> 
<laughs> the one in Mason is blue, I think. The one in Paris is... Which uh, came first? I, I have to think that the one in Paris came first. Right. I don't think Kings Island was around in 1889. It could have been. What we'll about have the to, one in Vegas? We'll have to ask Coaster that Bob. One too, yeah. We'll have to ask Coaster Bob the next time that we see him. When the Eiffel Tower was erected uh, in Mason and whether or not that Mr. Eiffel... Uh, got his Gustav. <laughs> whether or not Mr. Gustav Eiffel uh, got his, um, I guess, brainwaves uh, from the the original, the OG, uh, down there at Kings Island. Uh, you're a big crew fan, right? Crew season right, yep. getting ready uh, to begin. Uh, I saw this. My buddy Darren tweeted this out uh, yesterday, and uh, this is uh, Cucho has me juiced. So, um, if you watch any sports, like they kind of have, you know, um, like an analytic circle tells you like how good, like if you're a wide receiver or not, like their pass catching radius and like. You know, basically, like, you're looking at, like, a Madden stat box, and it's got, like, a circle and, like, what these guys are good at and um, all that stuff. So here was an article from MLS.com. It says, anyways, back to the stats. You knew about the MLS Cup. That's gotten plenty of hype. However, what didn't get enough hype was Cucho Hernandez's performance last season. Mm. The 24-year-old scored 16 times, delivered 11 assists, and 27 starts. He finished, it says right here in the article, deep breath here. This is about to get overwhelming. In the 95th percentile among forwards and expected goals per 90, 99th percentile in shots per 90, 95th percentile in expected assist, 92nd percentile in a progressive passes, which means passing the ball into dangerous areas, 98th percentile in progressive carries, which means carrying the ball into dangerous areas yourself, 93rd percentile in successful take-ons, 65th percentile in tackles, which for a number nine and for a forward is pretty incredible, and 78th percentile in interceptions. His statistical radar is close to looking like one big circle. There's an argument that Cucho deserved your MVP votes last year, and somehow it went relatively unheralded. I'd expect that to change in 2024. Yes, me too. Cucho Hernandez, a gigantic reason why the crew are MLS Cup champions. Yeah. There's an argument that he deserved it? Yeah, every argument, except that he didn't lead the MLS in goals scored, which should not be how you determine the MVP. Of course it shouldn't, and that's the reason why the Cup lives here Right now, which we'll take, next year. we'll take the cup instead of an MLS trophy. I think that Cucho probably agrees. I would agree with that as well. So that's got me juiced here on a Friday. Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel, he's your new college football playoff overlord. That and the re-rack next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. We are not tracking any crashes across Central Ohio. Starting to see traffic pick up on I-270 near Morse Road. Also on 33 Westbound coming in from Pickerington. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuckerwald. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. Power number three of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon B. Austin Ward, Mark the Shark, coming up here around 8.35. Bob and myself checked in with A.J. Hawk a little bit earlier here in the week. You're going to hear that coming up here in about 30 minutes time. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. We're power-packed first two hours of the program. We'll miss Rachel talk. Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota in the 7 o'clock hour. Bill Landis talking some Buckeyes. A lot of Miss Rachel talk. A lot of Miss Rachel talk with uh, Bill. A lot of, <laughs> I think you should leave, talk with Jeff. And then some unbelievable Super Bowl props in the 6 o'clock hour with our good friend Lee Sterling at ParamountSports.com. You can listen to our podcast right after the show is done at 9 o'clock. Or if you're heading into work right now, you can stream us live for the next 58 minutes. And then, of course, throughout the rest of the day, hear what Uncle Bo, Bo and the boys are going to say. Uh, AR and Maddie out there live at the Super Bowl. 
just continued coverage all throughout the day here. So either you can stream us live when you go into your place of work, or you can uh, download our podcast, which Shark eloquently puts together right after the program uh, each day around 9 o'clock. So 8.35 coming up here. A.J. Hawk, he's going to join us, uh, as he does every single Friday, coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour. Ohio State women's basketball continues to win, racking and stacking 71-47 win over the Gophers last night. Um, yep, it was a... Not a juice-filled barn last night up in Minnesota. <laughs> they set Matt Andrews in a dark corner of that barn. Uh, no light, no problem. 71-47. Kevin McGuff now with 20 wins on the season. I believe that is 8 out of his 11 seasons now with 20 wins. I think the Gophers were just trying to see if they could suck the life out of Ohio State. You yeah, know, couldn't do it. They thrive on energy. What, what if you play in the dark with no fans? Will you still be a top-five team? The answer is yes. Yes, they will be. A big one coming up for them on Sunday. On the road again on Super Bowl Sunday. They will take on Sparty at 4 o'clock. 345 coverage begins over on 1460 ESPN. Men's side in action tomorrow against Maryland at 4. That is 3 o'clock coverage. Uh, And then the Jackets back in action after a 10-day layoff at 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Our Super Bowl coverage on Sunday begins at 5 o'clock right here on the fans. So if you're driving around, you're doing anything on Sunday, you want to listen to the Super Bowl, we got that live for you uh, beginning at 5 with the kickoff swiftly. Uh, no pun intended. Oh, so I didn't mean, he's I didn't, getting into it now. I didn't mean to do it. Woo-hoo-hoo. I didn't mean to do it. He uh, did. Kickoff around 6.30 in the evening on Sunday. NFL honors last night. CJ, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Randy Gratisher, Hall of Famer. Cam Hayward, Walter Payton, Man of the Year. Uh, I would just put that right on the recruiting like front page this month for the Buckeyes. Yeah. Put the, it's out there in the Biggs Trophy lobby probably right now. Mm-hmm. Like adding another one. It's you got this just run is insane. Yeah. Uh, it's a tribute to the program. It's a tribute to every you know it, it, multiple positions, everybody involved, the legacy, the developed here, all that stuff. Like Ohio State is going to use that. They're going to milk that for all it's worth, and then you bring the next ones in because guess what? That draft class next year is going to be absolutely loaded based yep. on this team, and then another opportunity then for the Buckeyes because look. You're going to start picking some offensive rookies of the year for 2024? I know of a good receiver that's heading to the NFL right now. Yeah, number 18. I think he's going to make uh, whichever NFL destination that he goes to a pretty happy camper. So uh, good for the Buckeyes last night. Also good night for the Browns. Uh, You had Lamar Jackson winning the MVP. That's not Browns. Uh, Christian McCaffrey winning the MVP. You're going to see him on Sunday in the Super Bowl. Uh, And then your defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. Assistant Coach of the Year, Jim Schwartz. So it was a lot of Browns, a lot of, lot of Buckeyes last night in NFL honors. Yeah, Buckeye State just cranking out the quality football. If you want to see it, every, just everybody raving all the time. Oh, the, the South is the only where you can see this good football. And it's, it's Georgia, it's Florida, it's Alabama, it's Texas. No, this is the home of football. Literally, this is the home of football. Absolutely. Of course it is. By the way, NFL footballs, you're going to see on Sunday, right here from Ohio. Ada, Ohio. We run this game. We do. We run this game. And you're going to see that on full display coming up here on Sunday with a couple of Buckeyes with a chance to win uh, some Super Bowl rings with Chase Young and Nick Bosa. So we're excited to see that. 2024 Hall of Fame uh, class was announced. Told you about Randy Gratishar. We feel old now. (laughs) You and I both. Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson were selected as the modern era selections. Randy Gratishar, Buckeye. Uh, who played his last game in 1983, and then Steve McMichael, who retired after the 1994 1994 season, uh, also going going in. So seven selections uh, for the Buckeye, not the Buckeyes, for uh, NFLers going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I feel really old about Devin Hester. Like, and I know this is Devin's. Um, I think it was his third year of eligibility. 
uh, I believe. I've still got the Devin Hester jersey uh, in which <laughs> I, I wore down what to size? the... Uh, I think it was a double X, actually. Oh, it wasn't a kid's jersey? No, no. Okay. I was ne- I, first of all, how dare <laughs> I've never been kid-sized anything. Okay. We always shopped in the Husky section, oh, all right. which I hope still exists. Does Husky, is that, were we allowed to say the term Husky? I, I bet not, I, but I we should. It was, it's the perfect word. It, it doesn't, it shouldn't have any negative connotation right. on it. Like, a little Husk is good. Of course it is. A little power. Right. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with a husky? Nothing. Nothing. So yeah, I think the De- I think the Devin Hester jersey would actually probably still fit me uh, now. But yeah, I saw that last night. Got super pumped about that. Um, I mean, just wore the Devin Hester jersey to when the Bears were playing in the Super Bowl against the Colts. Yeah. So, but you're such a young stuff. man. I just thought it had to have been, you know, like a a youth extra large. No, it was like a full blown. I think adult male double XL. All right. Okay. Is what it was. So congrats to those seven guys uh, going into the pro football hall of fame yesterday. I'd have to imagine that the bears are probably going to be playing in the hall of fame game now with Steve McMichael and Devin Hester going in and Julius peppers who played for the bears for a short stint. Ooh, Sounds like a nice little vacation for you. Yeah. Nice vacation up to Canton. Willie will be old enough at that time. We can walk around. He'll enjoy the pro football hall of fame. Uh, Michigan athletic director Ward Manuel has been named the chair of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee for the first time the 12-team college football playoff the CFP announced yesterday. We are delighted that Ward will serve as chair, Bill Hancock said in a statement. We've been a valuable member of the community the last two years, and that experience will serve him well in leading the group as a former student mm. athlete. He will also be a good spokesperson to let fans know how the committee reached its rankings. Um, I like how almost like every other year we just find a new person to trot up there and take the firing squad. Is this the best they can do? I asked that seriously. This is not about the rivalry. This is an objective evaluation of Ward Manuel. This man sold his soul and everything about Michigan football to Jim Harbaugh, who then turned around and vindictively thumbed his nose at the Wolverines after winning them a trophy, which kudos to them. They they made their choice. The NCAAs come knocking on the door. Maybe they'll take the trophy away. But this this person is under... NCA investigation for mm-hmm. his football program. His basketball program is not exactly covering itself in glory on or off the court. And then the college football playoff committee is like, this is the guy right here. He and under, he understands the ins and outs of all athletics and he's not too busy because he doesn't have to worry about whatever's going on there in Ann Arbor. He doesn't have to clean up that mess. He needs to devote every weekend late in the season, October, November to flying down to grapevine, Texas and then to get on ESPN and talk about the selection process. Are you kidding me, people? This is the best that they can do? I think if you want to break away from the NCAA, you go with a guy that thumbs his nose towards it. Okay, well, right? Danny White's out there, too. I also saw that Pat Chun was going to be in that. Gary Pinkle's going to be on that. Uh, Mac Rhodes, who is with Baylor. Carla Williams from Virginia. And then Arkansas Athletic Director Hunter Yurichek uh, is going to be your new committee. So uh, long may they reign. Uh, in their <laughs> first iteration of the college football playoff committee uh, being selected with a new 12-team format. Shark, uh, we talked about this a little bit in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, but the Browns apparently, according to our, our boy Kenny P. of Kenny uh, P. NEO Trans blog, Northeast Ohio Trans blog, who's the foremost authority in all things. I don't trust anybody but Kenny P. I don't either. Uh, all things of authority in rapid transit and land purchases in the city of of Cleveland. Now he tweeted this out. He put this on his blog yesterday. Now we've talked about Kenny P. Like once every like eight months, we 
We get an article from Kenny P that we talk about. I follow him every day. <laughs> I have alerts set up on my phone for when he tweets. The owners of the Cleveland Browns football team have reportedly reached a purchase agreement to acquire a large piece of land in the Cleveland suburb of Brook Park, leading to speculation that the Browns could leave the city of Cleveland for the second time in its team's 78-year history. According to three sources who spoke to Breaking the News, real estate blog, NEO Trans, Northeast Ohio Transformation, uh, on the condition of anonymity, the Haslam Sports Group has a contract to buy a 176-acre parcel that is nine miles southwest of downtown Cleveland. And it is about 1,000 feet. That can't be right. 1,000 feet? That'll be 1,000 yards. Yeah, 1,000 feet from Cleveland Hopkins International Airport. That's too close. Well, yes, I mean, it's right <laughs> next to it. If you So the land that they purchased, if you've ever driven up to Cleveland before from 71. So if you're in Columbus and you're heading up north and you're going past beautiful Ashland, Ohio, yes. the land of Mark the Shark and the world headquarters of nice people. You go up there. Uh, it's the 480 split. Like you go west and it's kind of going to get you to like a West Lake Avon area. So right as you get past the airport, that's on the left-hand side, the west side um, of of 71. So this property is right on the east side of that, just on the highway. And apparently that the Haslam family did buy that 176-acre lot. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the Browns obviously renovating the stadium up there. What are they going to do with it? You going to put a roof over it? Are you going to move the stadium? What are you going to do? You're going to tear it down? Are you going to build a new one kind of in the same spot? And so, I mean, this got so much traction that the Browns actually had to put a statement on it. We've been clear. This is their statement. Statement from spokesperson Peter John Baptiste on Future Stadium Plan. PJB. Right. How, how could you not know him? We've been clear on how complex Future Stadium planning can be. One certainty is our commitment to greatly improving our fan experience while also creating a transformative and lasting impact to benefit all of Northeast Ohio. We understand the magnitude of the opportunity with the stadium project intent on driving more large-scale events to our region and are methodically looking at every possibility. We appreciate the collaborative process of the City of Cleveland and leadership of Mayor Bibb in analyzing the land bridge and renovating the current stadium. At the same time, as part of our comprehensive planning efforts, we are also studying other potential stadium options in Northeast Ohio at various additional sites. There's still plenty of work to do, diligence, and process before a long-term stadium solution is determined and we'll share further op- updates at an appropriate time. Your thoughts, Shark, as the resident Browns fan here on the show, and speaking for the Browns delegate in the entire mm-hmm. city of Columbus uh, about the Browns possibly leaving downtown and leaving the lake. I like the shorter drive. I don't like moving out of downtown, though. I, I, I find it interesting that they got 176 acres. Now, the Tropicana Hotel in Las Vegas is going to be torn down in uh, starting in April. I think April 24th is the last night you can get rooms at the Tropicana. That site is nine acres. Mm. Nine. And mm. they're going to build the A's 30,000-seat stadium on that. I understand this is a football stadium, probably be sixty to 70,000 seats. But, man, that seems like a lot of acreage. I wonder if they're putting up a shopping club. Oh, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be mixed use. That stuff. They're yeah. Gonna, yeah, they're going to have to, Shark. That's surely what they're thinking. You have to make this the... Because you're going to have to build out bar and entertainment districts and hotels. Like yep. They're probably looking at Jerry World and what they've done around there. Or Glendale with what they've built yeah. up around that. Like, there was nothing in Glendale. No, it nothing at all. in the middle of nowhere. Even when the stadium opened, they yeah. still hadn't finished any of the other things around there. I remember the Buckeyes and Texas in 2009 in the Fiesta Bowl. It was like, uh, what do you do out here? 
there none of that bars and none of the hotels were out there yet so clearly that's what they want they yeah. you own the land then you're capitalizing on everybody coming out where if you're downtown you can go do whatever you want in mm-hmm. cleveland the sure, Haslam's sure aren't going to make away. money on that. Yeah, it's right down there. I think ideally the Haslam's would like to stay downtown. Their problem is they want to tear down the stadium. Yeah. And, the, you know, there's not a whole lot of land available to build a new stadium downtown. What about the and airport that's right next to the Brown Stadium? Burke Lakefront. Yeah. I don't know that they would want to put it there and close down the airport. There's a lot of traffic at that airport. But, Beam, remember when this first started, oh, I don't know, 18 months ago, and they were talking about, well, they'll have to tear down the stadium, build a new one, and the Browns moved to the horseshoe for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Haslam's want to do that either. I know where they I don't think to. Ohio State wants that. Either. I know where they're moved to lower.com field because the Haslam's already own that. Well, oh, that's wow. true. Cheap rent. Make a lot of money. It'll be like the Chargers at the StubHub Center playing in front of like 12,000 people. Mike Rabel's going back to college. Do that next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Watch for slow moving traffic on I-71 northbound just beyond 17th Avenue. The right lane is slightly blocked off because of a disabled vehicle. Keep that in mind if that is a part of your Friday morning commute. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagerwald. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Cash Browns and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. When's the last time you had a good Ricola original herb flavored cough drop? I got one in my mouth right now, right? It's Ricola. It's bussin'. It, it tastes pretty good. Wow. I don't. Yeah. Would you say original flavor? Yeah, original I don't herb know if, flavored Ricola. I don't know if I've ever had an original. I got some in my backpack. You want some? Huh. I don't know. Just a couple You're of really, dudes sharing a cough drop? You're really talking it up. <laughs> it tastes pretty good. Is that. You know, if I want some fruit flavor. I just don't know if I can go original on anything. Back in the day when Halls used to have like the tropic flavored mm. cough drops that were just candy. There was no cough drop. <laughs> there, there was no cough drop uh, qualities about that. Just sneak it in your back. The tropic it's, breezers. I'm sick. I got to have these. Yeah. The Hall tropic just breezers. Just go through a whole pack. There were no cough drop qualities about that. Bring them back. I got to say, this Ricola right now, though, is making a world of difference. Wow. Making a total world. You've been grinding this week, man. I'm doing all right. We're doing okay. I told you I relied on Miss Rachel maybe a little bit too much, more than I would like this week. Um, but we're. I think we're going to see it out. I think we're going to. I think we're going to make it to the weekend, uh, and we're just going to be fine. Uh, I got a tweet from Chris talking about the Browns' new potential stadium uh, right off 71 next to uh, the airport up in Cleveland. He said, personally, as a Browns fan, this is a possible new site uh, to me for a Browns fan. To the stadium is great. This means that I can feel good from flying from Greenville, South Carolina to Cleveland and not have to take any luggage, just myself, then hop back on a plane uh, and come home. I think the Browns fans that are com- you know, like commuting to games, you know, if you're coming up from the South, like if you're coming up Sharky, like I'll just take you for an example because you're the resident Browns fan uh, here on the show. I mean, that cuts down, what, 20, 25 minutes on your drive? Yeah, well, I, I rarely drive downtown for a Browns game. You get off of at the, the exit, you take the train, right? Traffic, and then $40 to park. So, yeah, I get off at 150th, which is one stop 
after south of the airport. Yeah. So, yeah, it saved me a lot of time and a lot of money if they build it here where they're proposing. But I, I like downtown stadiums. I'm with you. It may not save you money, though, Shark, because then you, you might feel compelled to park there. Well, that's maybe I'll park at the airport and take the rapid across the street. Maybe. I don't know. Why don't you park short-term at your, parking? Park at your same exit yes. that you did, and then just take the train up one stop. Now you're thinking. All right, beans. we've solved it. Two dollars and fifty cents. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. And then you're in, and you're out of there, and then you're back home. Now the problem will be that you will spend more on tickets because they got to make this money back somehow. So the ticket prices <laughs> will go up extravagantly. Yeah, I mean, a domed stadium that yeah. adds about a, a half a billion just to build a dome. The sphere in Vegas costs two point two billion for crying out loud. Well, I mean, it will be multiple billions of dollars. Like wh- whatever, if they do, whether they tear down the stadium that they have right now, Cleveland Brown Stadium, or whether they build on this new land, whatever they get a new stadium, and it sounds like from their statement of them saying like we want to host big time events, like you're going to have to put a roof over that sucker, and whether that's retractable or whether that's a permanent roof. You're going to have to get that done. It will be a multi-billion dollar price stadium by the time that, that it's all said and done. There's, You can't build anything without it costing a billion dollars anymore. Shark said, you look at you know, what's going on there with the Sphere in Vegas, and people are spending billions of dollars to build structures. They don't even have events inside it. Like James Dolan can't find somebody other than you two to go play in there right now. Grateful Dead. Well, okay, great. Two. Give me somebody else. There's an IMAX like movie of animals walking around that they show. I'm sure that'll recoup a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that uh, too. But there's you're right. There's something about you know kind of nostalgic walking through downtown to get to whether it be a baseball stadium, football stadium, soccer stadium, kind of whatever. You know, I mean, there's something about being a downtown location watching a professional sports team that is just like nationwide, right? Or the crew. Well, like, look, yeah, look what it's done for the crew specifically. Right. I mean, the team itself was just as successful when it was at Mafre and old historic crew stadium or however you most remember it to the team that just won the MLS cup. They won them in both places. They won two in the old place or, well, I guess we'll have to, we'll, we'll set that argument aside for now, but mm-hmm. look at the attendance. It's not just because the building is shiny and new, right? I mean, people prefer to be downtown. Yeah. That's helped MLS. And if you multiply that by an NFL team, it seems like a, it almost seems like a crazy decision to me to leave the population center and head out. But clearly there must be financial reward for the Haslam's to do it. Yeah, of course. And they're, they're not doing anything that's not going to be financially rewarding for them. But a part of you, Shark, has to be like you're going to lose that nostalgia factor. Absolutely. You're not going to be able to go to your buffet, your brunch buffet. Anymore. I know. The chop. I love that $50 buffet I love on you. morning. <laughs> I look, you look forward to eating at the buffet I look forward to hearing you talk about the buffet when you return on Monday. Right. The succulent prime rib and the juicy jumbo shrimp. Yeah. I'm going to miss that, Beam. Definitely going to miss that. And, you know, I, the most to me, the most beautiful city in, in the United States is, is San Francisco. And they moved out of San Francisco. The yeah. 49ers did. I can't imagine having to drive... If you live in San Francisco, having to drive 45 minutes, yeah, with traffic an hour to go to a San Francisco 49ers game. I suppose that's what the people in New York thought when the Jets and Giants left downtown and moved out to Jersey. 
Or when the Bears left downtown <laughs> Soldier Field to move to Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights. That's, I mean, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same thing for the Bears. I mean, they're going to move to the suburbs. Yep. And then in 2030, we're going to have these suburban Bears against the suburban Browns in the Super Bowl. And then in 2075, when those stadiums are old pieces of dumps, they're going to say, let's move back downtown. Yeah, exactly. It's just let's not the same without being downtown. We want to recapture the nostalgia of people living in the population center and being able to walk <laughs> to the stadium. Luke Fickle is um, bringing in his buddy Mike Vrabel back to college. He said this to ESPN on an interview up in ESPN Milwaukee. said, I love Mike. I want him to be around as much as possible. I want to see how much he'd like to be around in the spring and I'm sure we're going to go over there from there. I talked to him, and I think on Saturday we hadn't communicated probably for a week or so, which is processing what was going on with his future. He sounded like a new man. I'm not exactly sure if this was his choice. Probably it wasn't. Not, uh, or what it is the future looks like, but I know that we're going to have a visitor here going to spend a little bit of time, hopefully around us, starting coming up in the spring, some things like that, see how much, see how deep we can get involved with my buddy and get him around here. That's a great little piece and a visitor and a, a volunteer that Luke Fickle's going to have up there in Wisconsin. Yeah, if you can get um, free labor from an NFL head coach, um, an NFL coach of the year, uh, someone with playoff experience and someone with Super Bowl rings as a player, you definitely do that. Their their friendship is very cool. I remember you know spending a decent amount of time around Luke, especially. But when Mike Vrabel was here for those two seasons, like you want to talk about guys being dudes and and yeah. guys who also understand football at a really high level, they they're as good as it gets, and that's. That's to Wisconsin's advantage. I, I know if there was a way for Ohio State to swing the same thing, you would you would want to maximize that. Uh, Luke Fickle's got a little bit more of an in, I think, just with yeah. the friendship, which is trumping a little bit of the alma mater ties right now. But you know, thinking that Mike Vrabel could maybe be the second defensive line coach is unlikely. But hey, the guy's got some free time. Bob and I had a chance to check in with AJ Hawk earlier in the week. You're going to hear that coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday to you. Right now, we are still watching a disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound just beyond 17th Avenue. The right lane is blocked because of that situation, but traffic is still getting by. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. A little Friday edition of the program. Brandon Beam, Austin Ward, Mark the Shark. We had a chance, Bob and I did, talk with our good friend A.J. Hawk a little bit earlier in the week. Let's unveil that to the world. A man with many career achievements. Leading tackler in Centerville football history. Leading tackler in Green Bay Packers history. Still afraid of Larry Knopfzinger. And the crowning achievement, the third member of the Island Boys, A.J. Hawk. Sponsored by FanDuel, the exclusive online sportsbook partner of Morning Juice. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash juice. And now to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Check with our good friend, A.J. Hawk. Age, happy Friday. Even though we're talking to you earlier in the week, this is Aaron at 8.30 on Friday. What's going on, buddy? 
Hey, happy Friday to you guys. How you doing? Doing great. Getting ready for the Super Bowl. No, you're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Getting ready to head out to, well, you're currently, current status, AJ Hawk is in Las Vegas. Right now, you have not yet left for Vegas. What are you most looking forward to about Sin City? Man, um, it's been a while since I've been there. Um, I always enjoy it, I guess, for a little bit. I don't really go out and do a whole lot and don't gamble really too much, but I'm excited to see the sphere, man. I want to see the big old sphere situation thing. I've been watching it on YouTube and on TV and seeing all the different things it can do. So I want to get up close and personal and kind of see what that thing's all about. So wait, do you got do you have tickets? You're trying to get in there and go watch a little YouTube for their uh, residency? Yeah, I think we're supposed to be going to see U2 one night and then even going back to see the Animal Planet situation they have that runs when U2 is not playing. So, yeah, I've never I've never seen U2 in concert, and I've obviously never been to the Sphere thing, so it should be awesome. Two birds, one stone. Uh, if it's so good and you enjoy it so much, will you potentially return to the Sphere this summer when Dead & Company, uh, the Grateful Dead offshoot, is going to have a, have a residency at the Sphere? I, I did see that an interesting group to uh, to have. There. I know John Mayer does a lot with them. I don't know if he's gonna be with them the full time or not. Yeah, I'm sure I'd go back. I, I think it's almost like uh, it's about. It feels like it's like you're living in virtual reality, but you're not wearing the glasses. That's what the sphere. I've heard people explain it to like to sit in the seat there and see all of the stuff going on. It's like you're you're wearing a headset. You're in a different world. So. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, Dead & Company, I'm not a, a giant fan. I need a little more BPMs usually for my concerts, a little mm-hmm. more beats per minute, a little more upbeat. Uh, but I'd, I'd give it a shot. I mean, what kind of things, what kind of mind-altering substances would you yeah. have to be on to watch the Grateful Dead, excuse me, Dead & Company at the Sphere? Uh, I mean, I think all of them. It feels like if you're going to go see Dead & Company out there, you got to figure out, you got to get the codes, you got to talk to all different kind of people on the Internet, get all of the substances you need to, I guess, fully experience it with Dead & Company. So, uh, so we talked to Schlegs earlier this week, and you know, we got the Buckeye Cruise coming up. Uh, one of his great creations in life, you know, Schlegs, is a, he's an inventor, he's a creator, an innovator. Um you remember the opening night when he had that red-white blend of wine where he was pushing them together in in what he referred to as the Arnie Palmy? Oh, yeah. I was... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I was trying to really pump him up and gas him up a bit to say, hey, just, yeah, Schlegs, I see that's a half, that's a half full glass of white wine. It doesn't matter. If she comes by with the red, just shake your head. Yep, pour it on in there. That's and what it was. He kept doing it, and they, they kept, uh, they kept asking him, like, oh, are you sure? He's like, no, 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 come on, go ahead, pour it in there. Come on now, get in there, mix it there. Come on, don't worry about it. And had him fill it up to the brim and just mixing his little Arnie Palmy white red wine situation. I mean, I watched him have multiple glasses of that, and each time the uh, the waiter or waitresses were more freaked out, I think. It was amazing, Beam. I forgot I forgot how he got to it, that you were the one that just gassed him up. It's basically like... Um, like yes man like just you had to say yes to everything mm-hmm. and they come around he'd pour it did you and he would just crush it down and obviously the server's like no no trying to explain to him that that's not white wine that's not red wine he's like yeah, I got it just put it in the hole um <laughs> what uh did you actually get a chance to taste any of that AJ or did you just and gas him up I mean, I had I had plenty of opportunities to taste it because he was trying to push it on me the whole time. But no, I 
I did not want to taste it. It looked terrible. It sounded pretty bad, too. But I was telling him, like, Schlake, what do you mean? It's a blend. You know, there's, like, Cabernet. There's whatever. This is just a blend. This is what they talk about when you, you buy a bottle of wine and it says it's like a blend. This is what they do. And he's like, oh, okay. And so I think he may have bought that for a little bit. The best part is when we were talking to him earlier in the week, he goes, in my mind, it was a rosé. I'm like, I don't think that's how winemaking, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> No, it's, but you know, if anyone can do it, Schlegel's good. I mean, it is fine. A lot of things are going on at, at every single moment, so I don't, I don't know what's going on up there. Well, the best, I, as we push the story forward, was the next day on that little catamaran when we went out on the uh, on the snorkeling, and Schlegel's was full weekend at Bernie's mode. Like He was talking to somebody, mm-hmm. or they were talking to him. He had glasses on, but he was dead asleep. It was pretty amazing. He was sitting oh, down, yeah. and his head was just bobbing around. <laughs> Yeah, and it was amazing about Slags, even in that state, which doesn't happen often at all, even when he's like that, he's still gassing people up and pumping them up and leading. Like when he would wake up and have a couple seconds of consciousness, he's going to be yelling something, Buckeyes, he's going to get some people cheering, or he's going to pump some, some old couple up. Like he's still him, even though he's, you know, semi comatose. Yeah, uh, exactly. Tons of energy there, tons of juice. He once went to a Toby Keith concert with us, and it was absolutely fantastic. Vrabes was there, and he was in a similar state that he got to that point. But uh, the passing of Toby Keith happened on, uh, I think, early Tuesday morning age. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on 62 years old, unfortunately passed of stomach cancer, uh, you know, losing the iconic country legend. Man, it's, it sucks. I, I knew he was he was bad on it, and I was hoping he was coming you know coming through the other side and. Um, but then when you saw him a few different times over the last, what, six months or a year, he looked skinnier and looked like he was going through it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think like anybody, as as we get older, you know, being 40s, it's weird being that old right now. But you think, you see people like Toby Keith. Yeah, I remember watching Toby growing up and forever. He doesn't seem that old. And bam, he's gone at 62. It's it's crazy how fast it goes. So I try, I try to tell my kids and my wife, like, we need to we need to embrace it. We need to enjoy it, man. Like, everything's going too fast. We need to slow down and just enjoy things. Absolutely. As we check in with A.J. Hawk here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Outline, Bob mentioned um, you and Schlegs and Vrabes and all these different guys going to the Toby Keith concert. I believe it was back at the Polaris Amphitheater uh, when that was still a thing. Now, I heard some maybe some rumors or reports uh, of a Schlegel appearance at the Polaris Grill and how interesting that may have been. Polaris Grill? Yeah, I think we ate at the Polaris Grill beforehand, Age, and Schlegs was staggering around there with that cut-off pearl snap and cowboy boots on um, in a pretty impressive state, disturbing many of the other patrons. Now I remember, believe me, I remember, sorry, your, your guys' voice, your voices are starting to sound like robots cutting in and out. It's weird, but I'm picking up a little little bit here and there. But I do remember, uh, I mean, Schlegs might have been the first person I saw that really embraced, like, the pearl snaps, the, the pearl snaps cut off, especially. But there's, Schlegs has, a, he has, like, a, you can see his gait. Like, you know, people see the, the Bigfoot images, and they, they like, try to, Trying to analyze the gate and how it walks and moves. Schlegs has a very unique gate where you, I could pick that out from 40 miles away. I could see Schlegs and I would know it's him walking even if I just saw the silhouette. Well, because part of it is AJ's a heavy heel walker, but he also walks at about a 10 degree forward lean when he gets to that point. More like a, a, like a Neanderthal than an upright walking human. Well, yeah, it's got you got it. That that forward lean is key because he's always going forward. He's always getting better. I think he's always <laughs> he's always 
has some momentum going and think about it. He knows, like, if he's moving, if he's got that slight lean, he's moving forward, there's nobody that can stop him, not with that head and that jaw. Buddy, before we get you out of here, you're going to be in Vegas for the Super Bowl coming up here uh, on Sunday. Any idea which way this is going to go? you got to lean on the situation one way or the other? Man, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to think where I'm, who I'm going to pick whenever I, if ever I give a pick or whatever. But I go back and forth every day. I can see you can easily see both teams like ways that each team can win. But it's it's still like for me, it's it's tough to bet against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, everything they have going. And the most like unheralded defense there is, I think, right now with the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense is playing great, and we don't really talk about them or think about them too much. I think because the Niners have so many studs on their defense and they play, they're playing very well as, as well. It should be an awesome game, man, but I'm just, it's tough to pick against Mahomes. I feel like those guys have kind of embraced like the whole villain role, like everyone hates us now because we're so good. They seem to really love that and be thriving. As most dynasties do, they kind of embrace the black hat and the heel turn, and I think they're all for it. Buddy, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here earlier in the week. Hopefully everything's going all right out in Vegas, and we'll check in again soon, okay? All right, thanks, guys. There you go. AJ Hawk with us a little bit earlier here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Going to lock in our final Super Bowl 58 picks next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday to you. Right now, we are still watching a disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound just beyond 17th Avenue. The right lane is blocked because of that situation, but traffic is still getting by. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starterwald. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. Wrapping things up here. Already? Yeah, we're already done. Oh my gosh. We here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Before we get into our Super Bowl picks, um, Chris, who... I read his tweet earlier about the new Brown or not the the potential of a new Brown Stadium. He said, "Listen, it'd be easy for me. I live in Greenville, South Carolina." He then um, responded again. He said, "I do want to make it clear that I love the location of where the Brown Stadium is now. I just believe that the city is probably making it difficult for them. Yes, obviously, or mm-hmm. else they wouldn't be looking to leave. And so this was a plan B and is more convenient of a spot for myself. Yes, I understand that. We got it. You're a good Browns fan, Chris. You're a good Cleveland fan in general, but." I do a lot of things because I'm a very selfish person. So, yes, I get it. Well, I think there's got to be a difference in the city is making it difficult on the Haslam's or they're just not making it as cheap as the Haslam's would like it. Correct. There's a difference between that. I think both things can probably be true. That can be. But I I think this has been an age-old conversation. How much of the bill should the city and the people... Not everyone go to Browns games and not everyone, even Browns fans, they can't all afford tickets. Like how much tax money has to be devoted to building a stadium that is not necessarily in the public interest of everyone who lives there. Like, I'm sorry. Like the Cleveland Browns are not leaving Cleveland. The Haslam's are not going to move them. They, they, 
didn't take over that franchise to do that. The NFL wouldn't let them do that anyway. So how much of a sweetheart deal is required here? How much leverage do they actually have to do this? I mean, if that's if this is what they feel is the outcome, I I would applaud both sides, I guess, for sticking to their guns. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what happens with that here in like three years' time. I'm sure that it won't be a fast track to anywhere. Now, the big loser in this, I don't know what they're going to do. Shout out to Bearded Ultra Runner on Twitter. Said in all caps, is very worried, Shark, to, to your point. In all caps, no one mentioned no more Muni lot, which I think is a is a grand travesty yes. for everybody. Man, what is going to happen to that acreage? Well, I think you, you can, can sprout weeds in the parking lot. How much? How many acres is the Muni lot? Oh my gosh! I it's got to be uh, three or four football fields long, and I don't know. 100, 200 feet wide? Yeah. That's yeah, a long strip of land there. Well, I mean, we good, the good news is that there's 176 acres of the proposed <laughs> land. Yeah. I think we can oh, yeah. cut out a muni lot size. We'll be able to tailgate, yeah. I think there'll be plenty of parking in this new stadium as well. You'll hire, probably have to pay $70 There might to be 100 there. subways there. <laughs> that's, that's true. They're going to have hotels and restaurants and all different types of top five fast food locations that shark couldn't name off the top of his head during you know, the break when they built the what they called back then the gateway project which was uh jacobs field and then at the time gund arena mm-hmm. they paid it with a sin tax so the you know the smokers and the drinkers paid for those that stadium and arena it's a real thing it, yeah it paid the cuyahoga county was a county-wide sin tax and Did Sherwin Williams have to pay the syntax for polluting the river all those years, or is that I don't know about that, Bean? Okay. But it was <laughs> Rockefeller's oil refineries that started that pollution. Anyway, did they have to pay the syntax? The, <laughs> no, I think he was uh, about fifty years gone by then. But Beamer, the stadium, talking about the baseball stadium, Jacobs Field cost two hundred and twenty-three million to build thirty years ago. This will yeah. be ten times that. I don't think there's enough syntax available. Well, we do have gambling income in the state. Yeah, well, that's uh, true. And there will soon be marijuana income. There oh, you go. Yes. The, I thought the marijuana income was going to the schools. Well, just well, slice so, off a little bit for the Browns. So is the gambling money, the casino <laughs> money. It's for the kids. There's dude. enough to go around. Oh. Everybody, get your SGPs ready. We got to build Jimmy Haslam a stadium. <laughs> Hey, fix the potholes here in Columbus with some of that syntax that's coming in. I blew the tire off my car this morning going into work. I had a bump. I thought I ran over a human being. Literally, did you, did you was, verify that you didn't? I'm, it was dark out, so I can't. But I have hit that same. It's like not even a real guy. I have human. I have. I have hit that same human being sized pothole multiple times in the same exact area. On all of my drives into work this, this week. The cops just said, don't even worry about it. Like, it's not even a real person. <laughs> no, uh, you're going to be fine. All right, NFL uh, Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. It's the last time we're going to hear. Mm. It's the last time we're going to hear this. Stop saying it. I'll play it intermittently throughout the rest of the year. You know, two weeks ago in the conference championship games, Bobby went 2-0. and which is really surprising because he's 22 games. Let me see. He is 20 games under 500 for oh the season. Oh, my. Beamer went 1-1, one and one, and he is 18 games over 500. So for the second year in a row, maybe the third year in a no, row. No, Bob won in our first year. Yeah, but this is our fourth year. 
2021. I've got to believe me. I've got, no, 20, 21, 22, 23. It's our fourth year. Okay. I think maybe you've won three years in a row. Anyway. Wow. Champion. We go to Super Bowl LVIII, better known as 58. And the 49ers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite to beat the Chiefs now. Bobby sent me his pick at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock this morning, our time, 6 his time. He's taken the Niners giving up the two-and-a-half. Bold choice. Two-and-a-half is the spread currently. Now, I wanted to ask Lee Sterling about this, if he thinks that... So sharp money usually comes in late. That If he thinks that this line is going to move down. Now, I would anticipate it, if anything, is going to... You're going to get some sharp money on the Chiefs coming in. I, I just think that that's the way that this is going to be as we inch closer and closer and closer to this game. I can see by the time that we get to Sunday, now there's a ton of volume coming in, so maybe it's not enough to crack that. But it moved down to one when it opened, and then it jumped back to two and a half, which was the original line. I am not in the business of wagering against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm just not... I did it, I feel like, all the way throughout the playoffs. I did it in their first playoff match. I think I took Buffalo, and then I took Baltimore. And I don't know why I did that. Maybe it was because they were on the road. I'm not doing it this weekend. I'm going to take the points, and I think by the time that we get back here on Monday morning, we're talking about Taylor Swift being shown over five and a half times in the television. Amen. We're talking about an under on the national anthem. Amen. And we are talking about a Chiefs dynasty. I need a score from you as well, theme. Not that I'm going to keep track, but I'd just like to hear a score from you. How many points did I say in Duel at Dawn? 55? 55. I think I did say 55. No, you said 53. We were in between. You said 55. Oh, 56 with tiebreaker? Yeah. You took 57. I took 55. There it is. I was thinking a 31-24 Chiefs victory. All right. Austin? Two and a half. Who are you picking? I have... The Chiefs, 30-27. I'm with you, Beam. I don't yeah. care for Patrick Mahomes. I've seen him inflict a lot of pain on the Bengals. I've seen him inflict some pain against Josh Allen. Yeah. And uh, and that I don't stand for that. But if that's going to cost me emotionally or financially, i got to learn my lesson. So betting against Patrick Mahomes is a fool's errand. Sharky, if you- he loses and I profit, I'll, I'll take that. I got uh, 27-24 Chiefs. Um, I'm nervous about the 49ers, what they've done against Green Bay and Detroit the last two games. Also, Kyle Shanahan not been great in Super Bowls. Well, yeah. And also, you know, Kansas City went on the road and beat the top two seeds in the East in, in Buffalo and Baltimore. So they're hot. They're really hot. Hey, Word Sports, I had so much fun this week. What do you say we do it again at some point in the near future if they allow us? You good with that? Whenever whenever I'm invited, I will be here. Well, I think Bob might be out for the Buckeye Cruise in the next couple of weeks. Oh, so that's true. Why don't we uh, ring you up here in about 10 days' time, all right? Uh, start planning now. Everybody have a great weekend. <laughs> Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uncle Bo and the boys, they are up next and go until noon. AR Maddie, noon to 3, live from Radio Row. We are back Monday morning at 6 a.m. to talk all things Taylor Swift. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are watching one crash over on the ramp from 161 to I-270 on the northeast side. Doesn't appear to be backing traffic up all too much, but just keep that in mind if you are coming in and out of the New Albany area. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwald. 
This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe Flacco heading into week 14 of the NFL season was 250-1 to to be NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He ends up taking home the award and the 250-1 to cashes. Flacco's five games played is the fewest for any player to win the Comeback Player of the Year award. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan Sports Center. Good morning. I'm Eric Reese, Super Bowl 58, Sunday in Las Vegas. Kickoff from Allegiant Stadium is 6.30. The Niners are two-point favorites over the Chiefs. NFL honors were handed out last night. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson named the most valuable player. Texans QB C.J. Stroud won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Stroud's the sixth Buckeye to win that award in the last eight seasons. Several members of the Browns won as well. Defensive end Miles Garrett named Defensive Player of the Year. Kevin Stefanski earned Coach of the Year honors. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz was named Assistant Coach of the Year. And quarterback Joe Flacco won Comeback Player of the Year. In college football, ESPN's Pete Thamel says Ohio State OC Bill O'Brien interviewed for the vacant Boston College job on Thursday. Thursday, BC is expected to decide on that in the coming days. And in college hoops, the fifth-ranked Ohio State women's squad won at Minnesota 74-47. They're 11-1 in Big Ten play. They'll play at Michigan State Sunday at 4. Breaking sports news when it happens on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.